this. Okay, we're recording, right? Hello, um, everyone. Today, uh, we're, we're, we have a special guest here, the, the facilitator of, of this whole project, uh, Mr. Francois. I still don't know how to say your last name. Try it. Valore, Val, Val, I, you don't say the X. I don't really know. Yeah, you say the X. Vaxeler. Vaxeler. Perfect. Okay, so I just was being stupid, no, I guess. just perfect. Francois Vaxeler. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's the... Um, the one of one of the the founders, I guess. Uh, I don't know how, what your title is at the lot, but you you run the lot. I run the lot. I like to think I'm the founder. The founder. The founder. <laughs> like when you signed your your tax documents, did you put the? F are you the the president? I know you don't have. Do you have to say no? In the taxes, don't ask that. No? I'm the sole proprietor. Or so sole proprietorship. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> but is it is a sole? It's a sole proprietorship. Is it different for a non-profit? No, it's actually you're right. Uh, for a non-profit, no one is an owner. Juridically, there's no owner. Oh. <coughs> you have to be a minimum of three people, and there's no juridical owner. And so the the other people involved, the other higher ups, like a uh, uh, Pauline, and uh, there's another guy too. Chris and their wh what's their title? Yeah, Do they get titles? It's actually pa Pauline's the boss. Pauline <laughs> is definitely the day-to-day -day boss. That's Pauline. She she holds she holds the thing together. And <coughs> whereas Pauline is the one that just arrived completely randomly on the first week we operate f out of the blue. Yeah. I had never met her. She was like, I want to work with you guys. And, uh, and I was like, well, we actually need help. I'm completely overwhelmed. It's been three days. <laughs> I can't do this. And so <laughs> and since then, she's been, she, we've been working together. Day to day is really Pauline and I. Okay. And then what? And, and Chris, Cherry. And so And then you have... So but that's why we, I like to call it the core team. So <coughs> I don't know if you want to enter in details like yeah, that. Yeah, why not? Let's yeah, talk about this. Just, okay. So basically... It took me almost a year to get all the permits and blah, blah, blah. And I, that was mm -hmm. just annoying paperwork, etc. Yeah. But during that year, I was trying to put everything together to make it a success. So I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to Lloyd because uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Harris, uh, Lloydski. <laughs> was, was unemployed Lloyd. <laughs> unemployed, yeah. Unemployed Lloyd. Um, and I was like, do, is it a good idea? I was like, yeah, I was like really excited too. So I was like... Okay, I'll let you know when it's ready. I thought it would take a couple of months. It took almost 12. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Chris that I met while I was doing that. Uh, he's from Vienna. He'd been in New York for a bit more than me. He was into music. He had a little band, etc., etc. And I felt the same passion for music. So I was like, dude, also, if you're interested, like in a few months, I'll need help. And so I told him, just do your thing. I'll let you know. <coughs> and though it, it took uh, almost a year. And then we started to stream. And then that's where the core team is. It's Lloyd. Chris, who are kind of like satellite curator, I like to call them. They just do their thing and they bring people who they think are interesting, etc., etc. Because they have different kind of connections that we all do. For each has their own connections. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's when Pauline arrived out of the blue and added herself to the team and, uh, and became a cornerstone of the radio. So, so this, this is the lot radio. And, and just in case somebody doesn't know what the lot is ah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. watching, yeah, is, sure. is the lot is a... It's a, it's like right on the corner of Williamsburg and and Greenpoint, uh, Brooklyn, exactly. which is kind of a cool guy neighborhood, and uh, and it's uh, it used to be uh, an empty lot. You'd walk by and there'd be like old tires and yeah. like a fence, and now we walk by on a Saturday night and there's people uh, sitting there uh, drinking natural wine and and fancy <laughs> beers. And uh, during the, beer. during during the day you can uh, get coffee and yes. and pastries, but the the main focus is that it's an online radio station. Exactly. That's the, yeah. 
that's the core of the project. That's not so basically the core core idea and the heart of the project was to create an independent online radio in New York City. Uh, that was my idea. And then directly, the key idea also is that I wanted that radio to be absolutely uh, financially independent and self-sufficient. I didn't want to enter that weird thing where you have to yeah, ask for money. Yeah, to, ev to, to your friends, to your fans, to the brands, to, to the city. And I was like, I think we can be smarter. I think we can find a solution. So yeah. we, we thought about different solution. And okay. I think the only one that made sense was to host what we call the kiosk in the same little container where we sell beer and wine and cider and coffee th the same hours as the radio is open, 8 a.m. to midnight. And that's thanks to you guys getting drunk, we keep <laughs> the radio open. Yeah, so, so, so if anybody wants to visit, you can visit online. It's thelotradio.com, yeah. and you just check it out. There's a chat, which I think is great. And, uh, and, yeah. there's, and if they want to come by physically, it's, uh, you take the G train to, to Nassau <laughs> yes. or, or the, the L to Bedford Ford. Avenue. And, and what's the address? 17 Nassau Avenue. I think you just go on Google Maps, you type Dolot Radio, and that's the Oh, I mean, I if you're not on Google, yeah, 17 Nassau Avenue, Brooklyn 11222. All right, just so, so that's that's just a little background yeah. about Francois Vox, Vox Leray. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I thought it was because, like, since it was so you're, you're, you Be you're Belgian, I thought I, I can't, it for some reason, it's like one of those I've never heard before. So it's a is it a common? No, it's lesson? because it's a, no, it's a, in it's actually a name from. It's a French name. We're French people who like moved from the village to mm -hmm. Paris. Then they went to Paris to Brussels and thought it was nicer in Brussels. And then they established a little family. It's like there's only my little family with like 50 people. And they changed their name. No, the Cape Vaxelaire oh. is really French. It's like Alsace. It's not totally Belgian. In Belgium, it doesn't sound Belgian. Does it mean something? Actually, no. It's a cool story for me. Maybe it's not good for the It doesn't podcast. matter. We're just talking. You know. So yeah, I didn't know what it meant. And then uh, back in the high school when I was like 15 and a bit, I thought I was a chill kid. But with one teacher, I was a bit too arrogant, my history teacher, <laughs> because I liked her. We I liked each other, so I was teasing her. Like uh, I went uh, to like a hippie school where you could... A little bit too comfortable. Exactly. I okay. was a bit too comfortable. And so she, at some point, she really, she, I was, she was super mad. She was like, no, you shut up, blah, 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 blah. By the way, do you even know what your name means? I was like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Why are you coming with that now? And she explained it. It means like back in the days, you know, when you had wars, you had you had a poor guy in front holding the, the flag with like all the, the from the city or the battalion or like, you know, like the, the yeah. flag holder, which basically <laughs> means the flag holder. The guy was in front holding the flag and I guess getting killed first or something. Just holding the flag, you know, with Dude. the... Did they think, or was that guy safe, like the media or something? Like it was like an unspoken rule, you don't kill the guy with the flag? Or, uh, maybe, or, I hope. Or it's like a, you, when you're done, you capture the flag? Or I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I didn't ask more, uh, shut up, by <laughs> then. But I also <laughs> thought to myself, she actually went and looked, what was my name? For, you know, it's, it's weird. And she found <laughs> But she was a great teacher. She was cool. She was a really cool What's teacher. What's her name? Uh, not, no, Natalie was the annoying one. I don't remember her name. Oh, come on. Oh. No, I don't. All right, so... um. All right, so that's you're here. I, I, I mean, w you helped me do this quite a bit, and uh, and I kind of had to bother you to do this, but um, and I also said that we talk about the lot radio, so that's that's your main thing. But I, I, I like to go into a little bit of background to like how you you know sure. came here. So you said already that your family is from Belgium now, yeah, from Brussels. Yep, born and, and raised in Brussels. Born and raised in Br in Brussels, and uh, and you're. Uh, I don't. Can I, are we? I don't know. Is it rude to ask people their age? I have. I've been doing it all the uh, time. No, I don't think it's rude. Uh, how old are you? Thirty-eight. How old are you? Forty-two. Are oh, you? Yeah? yeah. What? 
You always thought you were older than me, I think. No, I thought no, but I thought you were like 39 or something. Oh no. 42? No. Yeah, it's getting there. I'm getting I'm okay though. I feel okay. Yeah. So, as long as I get my nap. I was about to say I didn't <laughs> want to talk about your nap all night. No, it's like, it's, it's fine. It, it's it's well, nap. It's well known. Ah, okay. But um so you're born that's you're so you're born in 19 what does that make 1981. 81. So you're we're, we're pretty much the same generation. Maybe you know you had a little more internet. Yeah. In your formative years than I did probably. Yeah. Um which may, means you're you're that's why you're faster at computers than I am. <laughs> I I still understand it but you're like Yeah, yeah. So in uh in a Brussels it you said you went to a hippie school was that just immediately from like from being like in, in preschool and stuff like that it was the yeah, same yeah. school. So I went to a specific it's kind of the Belgian version of Montessori okay. in a bit less fancy it's more it's a it's a a Belgian guy called De Croly, Dr. De Croly, who created that school in the, I think, in the 60s or the 50s. It's a really cool school. So, and they, uh, so they have water polo and, um, and no. uh, lacrosse. No. What are no. the sports? I know, you're crazy. There's no sport. No we sports. Had to, we had chicken and, uh, and like a garden and stuff like that where you had to grow your, your vegetable and like you could come back with your compost from the house and all the teacher you had to call them by their name there was no no shoes no <laughs> no, no it's actually a really cool school no hierarchy so the teacher has no more authority than you have on the teacher no point at the end of the year it's more appreciation yeah so you can be good in one class but if you're like have a bad attitude you're it, you're not gonna have a good report and, and it was very well and really. there and this is since you're in brussels it, it's a, it's like a french french it's spoken it's french. french speaking yeah in brussels and yeah. uh was it mostly French kids that went there, like a, the, that side of, uh, or were there the uh, the Flemish Flem kids also? Sadly, you know, back back when I was young, Brussels was divided. Thing, no, it was not, no, but Brussels itself, I think, is like was ninety eight percent French speaking. Now it's w there's a lot more um, uh, Flemish living in the capital, which I think is great, yeah. and way more international people thanks to the fact that we're like the European capital. But back when I was a kid, that's a problem in Belgium. It's a tough, tough problem, even. In the capital that's supposed to be bilingual, the school system is divided, so you don't you don't meet Flemish people. Yeah. And when you're a kid, you, I, I have one Flemish friend. Yeah. And and what you played sports with him? I don't play sports. Nothing. Not even like you. But you're, you're a runner now, though. You yeah. Well, I started in New York to run. Oh, you so know, to be like a New Yorker. So you could get chicks. Um, no, so I could get just fit and not be feel so old. Feel better, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good thing. To it's exercise. actually I do it more for the mind than for the body. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting thing. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> what? So, I mean, that this school, you even we had other conversations before, and you said that you know, if you were to have children, you would like your children to go to this school. So it seems like it was a pretty I a, told a, a you formative, about that formative place. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I still I still believe so. That's cool. Uh, okay, so if you want the whole story, the. I come from more of a kind of a, in Belgium everything is kind of traditional and so my family is normal traditional and so I was expected to go to a traditional like normal maybe Catholic school or something super normal mm -hmm. but my parents thankfully I don't know why they they like that school heard about that school and put me there and definitely um, when you see my cousin etc and uh, like we we're from the same family <laughs> but we di we're really different you know like we don't have the same uh, we don't have the same life path and the life path I had what, is what what will we think when we see you see your cousin well no they're super nice that you're not not from the same they, family it's more like when they see me they're like what happened it's more like i'm you're more the, like the weird the black sheep no i had the weird one the weird kid but not that weird just they're <laughs> like okay the guy but do, do you have brothers and sisters yeah i do have two and, little and brothers they and went there too and did all of them are they weird too yeah <laughs> thankfully <laughs> where are they 
So my sister, she's in, she's the only one. She's in Brussels. She like she breeds horses. Okay. And she's more tough than I am. And you, you and me, really <laughs> she's super tough. She's super tough. My my uncle told me never marry a horsewoman because he, because he, you'll never be first. He's a smart guy. He knows. <laughs> she's she's something. She she loves her horses. She's something. She's really a piece of cake. <laughs> a piece of work. A piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then, and you said you have two. You have a brother, also. Two little brothers that are well, little. They they're like five years younger than me, and they're incredible. I love them. And the what what are they doing? One of them is like more into like startup world, awesome. really like kind of Mr. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, okay. no, Mr. Perfect. He like you know like he has his shit together. He has twins. He has a house. He, uh, he's like you know normal. And then the last one is an architect. He's a bit more wild, and um, he lives in Barcelona. With a, a girl from Barcelona, and they're having a lot of fun. They work together. But the three brothers, we like, we're really different, but we have this really same. We're really, really close to and each other. And you're the oldest. My sister is older, but doesn't she's, yeah, she's different. Yeah, she's. Different. <laughs> Did she went to the same school? She did, but no, that's the crazy she thing. She got kicked out. She managed to get kicked out. It's literally impossible <laughs> to get kicked out from that school. I know a kid like hit a teacher. He was not kicked out. She got kicked out. Oh, she didn't fit in. And so, but that's when I changed school because of her, actually. <laughs> anyway okay so so you're in brussels you go to this really cool school and uh you got you didn't get grades and, and it seems like a um you know it, it, it promoted like uh, critical thinking and and uh yep. you know just maybe not your traditional subjects maybe more like a scandinavian school or you said montessori school yeah i don't know because that's from what i learned now from montessori i can see the same kind of like you know yeah. like promote the creativity of the kid it's, I mean yeah. it's a bit less I prefer the Crowley, like because it was more d- the school was super diverse. It was not uh, a little small world of like completely disconnected from the city. It was, it was a cool city. If you could pay, you pay. If you couldn't pay, you didn't pay. It was kind of mm-hmm. like that too. Okay. Yeah. And so do you? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, this is this is stuff you said you didn't want to talk about. So I'm, I, don't, I don't know how many. <laughs> how many? No, no. I don't. I don't have a question developed. Did I but say stuff I didn't want to talk about. No, you didn't. You, you didn't. Uh, you, uh, you didn't. You, you were worried that I was going to ask up uh, questions that well, you I didn't want to answer, no, or fine. but uh, uh, did did you have any like uh, so this this podcast uh, this, uh, talk vid what's it called again talk video <laughs> I can't even remember I t- today I, I posted my Instagram video for talk. for the lot radio and I put Newtown Radio ah uh, yeah you did <laughs> oh my <laughs> like whoops so it's okay I can't remember sometimes but it's but fine. we're supposed to talk about music so yep. you know in this time. Was was music a part of this school? Did they have like a music department, or was it just kind of like a, a that was more of a social aspect yeah. of of your childhood? No, that's interesting. No, actually, music was. We had a shitty music class. It was so lame. We had to play um, the recorder. I learned that it's called a recorder, which I still don't understand. What's what's a, what do you recorder. call it? A fluter. A flute. A yeah. recorder is a recorder. But the plastic one. Yeah, the pla- we had wooden. to buy the plastic one. It yeah. was like five euro, and you had to have the recorder. <laughs> I was like, why would we do that? Yeah, it's so pretty awful instrument. For yeah, and then we had to learn the, the lyrics of like really uh, Renault and s- some sort of weird French uh, singer. So it was okay, <laughs> but that's definitely not where music started. To so so more like a like what I don't even know what you call that like a scholastic music like uh, some choir and some basic basic stuff you didn't you weren't learning about like uh, the rock and roll revolution no. or anything no, no, but no, it's some it seems like in a school like that you would you know they'd maybe talk to teach you about avant-garde music or you would you would expect yeah you would expect a better i remember the the music class to be terrible 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 but really you know it, 
anywhere in your life where you're not, it really depends on the teacher. Huh? The yeah, situation so. can be great. The teacher sucks. It sucks. And the teacher was really bad. She was nice, but she was really overwhelmed. <laughs> she was completely overwhelmed. <laughs> but you always now now the thing that you realize when you're older is like the teachers are always like party people. They like uh, you think no she was old man she was not a party mm, no, maybe no. you know you never know i don't know well, that's the thing i i have now like my friends they like to you see the ones that are teachers you know they like to get down well some of them i, I shouldn't make all these sweeping generalizations <laughs> but uh so you so music was a social thing and, and how, do you remember like any moments or you're just this is typical you're growing up buying tapes at the record store because i mean i know belgium has really good record stores yep, and true. Uh, um, I don't know, Bruss, I can't remember. Was there like a, a central one that you would go to or was this like in the mall or like... A it's more, so from what I remember, music is also... On the radio too, I guess. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had some radio, uh, radio campus. The radio from the from the university was was really important back then. It still is. And um, the music started actually, no, because there was a lot of bands in the school. Yeah. There was a lot of weird bands and we were good. you would go see them in the <coughs> Maison des Jeunes next to next not too far from there and that's where you would like start to see music and weird stuff uh, i don't know if it wasn't i don't remember if it was even interesting but and but what this is when you're like 15 or something or yeah that before before that's before. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like the early beginning and then yeah i move i move school another weird school and then music started to be i don't know why i i think by chance we started to form a group of friends who were still like now like completely passionate about music music was the only thing that was important for us we had nothing like school was boring uh we didn't see girls we didn't have we didn't do many much sport and so music became for me uh, as long as i can say for me music became one of the most important emotional like uh outlet i don't know how to say so like it's it's I was not. <laughs> yeah. I was not a kid like that when I was when I was younger. I was extremely shy. I wouldn't talk. Nothing. No expression whatsoever. Super just in myself. And so music helped me a lot to just feel stuff and yeah, kind of feel but stuff. But is me. it like an identity thing or is it like a? Um, what do you mean identity? Like it, it's like how you can identify yourself. Like I listen to this kind of music. So uh, ah no no no. I was like and also no. I was never like that. Like yeah, listen, start to listen I'm to punk rock. So I'm not, I know yeah. I always refuse to. Because okay. I would see that in the class, so yeah, they became punk, they became this. Maybe I, I, it's just I, and I thank my friend for that. Like they all created different group of extreme genre, and yeah. I, I picked up from everything, and I loved everything. We had a, a cool, st cool story. We had a, in my high school, the second school I went. Uh, it was a bit more international, and there were like some English people and some, some yeah, more more English. Uh, so, so what age did you switch to the other school? I switched, I think, when my sister got kicked out. So I was. 14 or 15 and i think i did the three last year of high school year okay or between 14 and 15. okay I so mean, three more years at the, yeah, other one. at the other school and that's where like i arrived there and the guy i started to talk to they had a they were straight edge with i had no idea what it yeah, meant but that was big that was a big deal like in that time the but 90s in belgium right? no in belgium no, it, it didn't oh, exist okay. because they were english you know they oh, didn't okay, exist okay, like okay. Li literally okay. there was barely internet so i, I was straight edge. And, and they listened to scars but no no they, they had their own band yeah. called course of action and <laughs> they were it was to be honest in belgium oh, so there it's like fugazi like a this no, like discord style it was less good. nation of ulysses and it was less of good okay. it was pretty basic but i loved it and for them it was so important because they had like they were struggling they were teenager we were all teenager and for them that outlet of that band was so 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 powerful and i went to all the concerts we would like follow them in like random villages where they play in like some uh, youth house you know like yeah, it was yeah. and the energy there i was 
I was astonished. And so I invited all my friends from the other school. I was like, you need to see this. It's completely crazy. And they, they had a good, they had a good straight, like they, they so it went well. What was the name of it again? Course of Action. Course of Action. It and they, really did they fun. have some seven inches or, or tapes or something? No, they, they did a CD. I remember Ooh. they did a CD. I don't know how they managed that. I don't remember no, how they managed that. Good, uh, it was, but that was the time that was, you, with CDs were. Yeah, it was not, they, yeah, they didn't press record in Belgium, not in that scene. Yeah. And, and do, before that, what, I mean, you said you were into all different types of music. Do you remember anything like like a more popular person that people you, maybe you went to go see, like a Madonna or something? I don't Ooh, know. I don't like know. a big show before. Just no, a little I went bit to before see that. so many concerts. Yeah, 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 I started. Yeah, with a weird friend of my parents would bring me to all the like the big. Whenever a big concert would come, like that weird friend of my parents would bring me. He's so o weird. Only you? Only me. Yeah. <laughs> But because he knew you like music. Yeah, he knew me. He was like, he could see that I was struggling, that I was, that I was shy, what, that what, my what, parents were useless. So it was what like, was come. His, what was his name? Philip. Philip. Philip Krins. He's, uh, he, yeah. Are you still in touch with him? Nope. <laughs> no, no. He's still alive. <laughs> I think he's still alive. He's, 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 a, he's a complicated person. But he would bring me, he was really funny. He had, that guy would enter anywhere without tickets. Or he was like, like this was like yeah let's go see the Rolling Stones they're playing there I was like okay sure yeah <laughs> woohoo I'm excited so, so he would bring me I had no ticket I was like I'm from the press he would force him his way in into the press thing it was really fun when I was a kid I was like wow that's crazy <laughs> it was really fun and what and what do you remember like some you saw like the police or something I don't even know what we would no see. he brought me to see the Prodigy in a, no I, I told him I wanted to see the Prodigy they were playing in a, because we, the good thing in Belgium is to be honest when I was a kid uh, it's an incredible city to live in for these incredible venues that are super yeah. well run uh, with cool curation the festivals are insane and it's a country of festival and the festival when we were kids completely insane you would see a pickle pop and Dour etc they had like 400 bands playing in 5 days yeah, and yeah. it's completely and that's why when you're young in Belgium that's what you start to do like starting 15 you tell your parents I'm going to Dour I'm going to 16 I'm going to Dour like three days you take your tent and you go see like insane amount of bands etc Pickle Pop was an incredible one still an incredible what's festival what's it called oh the name of the okay. the uh, Dour Dour one is the it's, in Jula. it's the big one in the French speaking part the mm -hmm. cool independent one I think it's how many years more than 20 yeah. and then you have Pickle Pop which is kind of the equivalent in the Flemish side it's really still now I'm, I'm really impressed by the lineup and then in Brussels you have also the Nuit du Botanique that's mm -hmm. the French version of it's a really really cool festival that's still still happening, and and uh, this what this is the nineties. Um, uh, wait, yeah, that's the end of the nineties, I guess. So so this is like from nineteen ninety five till nineteen ninety nine. You're you're going with Philippe. No, well, that's exceptional. Then we I go with friends to like so weird concerts. Early nineties maybe with Philippe, and then later yeah. you start going to these festivals. Exactly. Exact. Do you remember like a, a big one that was just like, wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. One of wait like a like a one that really like left an impression or or what was just a good performance like either way like I don't know. let me think but no but to be honest me emotionally it's still crazy to say but that band course of action when they were playing it yeah. you don't understand it was because we we have there's one venue in Brussels uh, called Magasin 4 mm -hmm. means literally uh, shop number four mm -hmm. it was a super small punk venue that would hold a number of incredible shows, like insane shows, and we saw so many weird stuff. Then Zoo, you know, do you know that band? Zoo from, uh, Zoo from Italy, incredible, like free jazz punk band, no. insane. 
We saw so many weird bands there. We would just go and see stuff. And so these are just touring bands, European touring yeah, bands. Yeah, and the cool thing is that Belgium, since it's not London, it's not Paris, all those concerts would happen like Sunday night, Monday night, etc. Yeah, yeah. But we would go because like it's important. Let's go, yeah, let's yeah. see. And yeah. there, you had magical moment. And when Course of Action, that band from my school, would play there in Brussels, it was... I don't know, and to see my friends so, with so much energy and to see the, 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 the crowd so excited, I was like, this is, this is completely insane. Yeah, that's cool. And so, uh, well, so, so it sounds like that was a good time for you. And then you, you uh, I mean, I don't, I, it, you're, 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 uh, I was trying to get more specific information, but you're not going to give it. So no, it's, no, yeah, it's no, maybe <laughs> because it's really that from what I remember, it's really that. But then it, no, it was on just the side. More, more the experience. You, you, you like the community aspect of it, yeah. which I see it carries on now to where you are today. You're not really, you never say like, I like this. Yeah, you're like, I just want to exactly. make good content is what you're you told me before Mike actually m- maybe making a point yeah the only thing i could say is like no it's actually okay there was that whole straight edge hardcore scene etc that i loved i thought i was really impressed but then me personally i remember when i was younger back at, at the same moment they were listening to hardcore and i was me i was like no i think i, I think electronic music i think i like i think yeah. and so i managed to buy a, a gemini you know that, that Gemini, it's a, it's a brand, it's a, a shitty brand of a mixer. Yeah, Gemini, an old Gemini mixer and one turntable at the day, and then I built my own subwoofer, and then I put that everything in the basement of my house, and then that's when I started to go myself into record store. But I, I w- to be honest, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just I could feel that I was I was way more attracted by that somehow and so I tried to discover myself I bought stuff a lot of shitty stuff but then a lot of you know it back in the day or so it was um friends actually was kind of, there, were, there was the there was a lot of deep house from friends and yeah. uh, and so I bought a lot of those kind of thing and that's when I started to learn to DJ myself in the basement but so what that friend at uh, friends in that time is like Laurent Garnier or, or, or yeah you had or no or Laurent Garnier but uh, no there was also uh, Julien Fabre and all those it was more I see, deep I house I don't know like that at all yeah yeah, yeah but let, let me give me some names I want I'm, I'm g- Julien Fabre I remember, remember Julien Fabre and all those uh, Arc Arc uh, A R A R C Arc no, ARK. That's a weird album. It was a weird LP. And all those French deep house, it was... I'm, I'm sure it didn't age well, I think. But I this is before... This is like before <coughs> the French touch thing, like before... Well, it's linked. It's kind of at the same moment, I think, oh. if I'm not mistaken. So it's like at the same time as like Daft Punk and this yeah, yeah. all these yeah. guys. This was way more... They had way more visibility, but in the back you had a lot of deep house, a lot of other stuff, a lot of people doing a bit more weird stuff. Yeah, and see, I don't know anything about that. That's why I'm curious with when I hear these names that I don't know. Yeah. E- even if I don't like it or not i just want to hear hear it you know and, and so as these you say you go to these festivals and stuff are there there's i know there's also like teen disco or teen techno teen disco clubs in belgium a lot i mean I were yeah, you going no. to those too yeah, no that's super important i forgot to say yeah. I, I, I think when i see and that's maybe you make a point also too like i owe everything to venues not yeah. to bands yeah if I, I thought about you know, coming here like when i i was thinking about belgium and my venues in belgium like magasin 4 is it's a super important place it still exists they had to move from one place to the other it's insane that place what it did for the culture in that's in that mm-hmm. city then you have recyclar recyclar is a super independent uh a music venue that was hosted in a in an old uh, um, train station in the, in the city okay they did the work they did the people they managed to bring in brussels 
is insane. I discovered so many insane stuff, and the energy was cr really crazy, really raw, really like the Belgian people. Like they, yeah, yeah, it's crazy you, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that, but when you're a kid and when you since you're 14, you go out in this place, and then the last venue I wanted to say it's the Fuse. It's called Fuse. It's like the proper, the most proper techno club yeah, in yeah. Brussels. It's been open since I. I think they. Uh, I think I've, I've been there. I think I played there once. I'm sure there. you did. Yeah. And they, they, everybody, everybody played at the Fuse. And when I was a kid, we the first night we started to go to clubs was the Fuse. The guy at the door is two meter high. I don't know where he's from, but he was like, "It's okay, guys, you can go." And we're like 14. They were <laughs> so excited. And the guy, the last time I g went was still there and still the same people. It's still. I mean, now it's more. There's new club, yeah. a bit more edgy, but still the fuse is still an institute. It's an incredible institution. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible what they so did. So that seems that so that's an interesting point that it's you're more interested in the venue. That that seems that's pretty cool though. You know, like that you know, like okay, I want to go to this club, and so you go to this club every Friday for whatever that year or that season, which is cool, mm -hmm. and just whatever happened to be hap they were curating. Yeah, you were you were interested in that I know we went, uh, yeah, and we, no, we went but when we, were, we were young and so we we're excited with not much and we we're from Brussels but like you, we've seen Jeff Mills there like so many times yeah. we've seen like like big ass name like that but when you're a kid you're like boom this is insane yeah. and in a proper sound system like it, it was impressive and, it was and super impressive is there like a internet at this is yeah, there yeah, internet yeah. culture yeah, like yeah. how how are you finding out about these clubs you're, it's just kind of like go oh. to the record store and get flyers yeah, or, yeah, or no, back in the days it's still posters throughout the city flyers in the record store and everywhere and then when myspace started you had myspace where you would see stuff but like but fuse etc they later, didn't yeah. need they didn't need you would you would just, you go, just go there and, and also or everybody knew you're like yeah at fuse uh, friday this Techno, guy is playing yeah. we should go blah 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 and you would go for sure and then yeah other clubs like in leuven le silo i don't know like the word spreads it's yeah. a village also huh? yeah so so that so I mean sounds like you had I mean and this probably spread on to your university. Yeah. You, st you stayed in Brussels for that too, or long story. No, okay. no, it's no, no. Mainly my whole life is Brussels, but except I started to travel after my my university studies. But throughout the university, I was mainly in Brussels. Uh, and and what were you studying? That's that's complicated. <laughs> Good After question. No, for Your <laughs> parents were asking the same thing. No, my parents didn't care. So yeah, okay. they <laughs> didn't care. So I, d I thought I had to do business when I step out of school, uh, high school, because mm -hmm. that's what you do in Belgium when you don't know what to do. Yeah. So I went to uh, like a business school. I hated it. I went for like eight months, and I think I, I experienced my first depression. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I stopped the school, and what did I do? I know I actually went to, I had a good idea to go meet my ex-girlfriend in Australia. <laughs> to to basically leave the country. I know that was after. It's complex. <laughs> so 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 you you got into these relationship drama stuff. Ah yeah, me. Oh yeah, yeah. Big ah, time. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it was business school, then girls. So no no no. <laughs> so basically, no no. Let's make it like okay. business school one year. Hated it. Then the next year, I went totally the other way, and I managed to enter the really good art school of Brussels called uh, La Cambre. Okay. And I was really impressed that I got in. So I didn't think twice. I was like, okay, I'm doing this uh, in uh, industrial design. I was super excited yeah. and really proud to be accepted, etc. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a cool school. It's like if you go to Pratt or something, I don't know yeah. the equivalent, the exact equivalent here, but I would say so. And so I was very excited, but then it really went down quickly and I uh, realized it's five years of studies. I hated my teacher. They were really weird and really boring, etc. <laughs> so I made one cool friend that I still know now that I love. He finished it. I left after eight months. And he probably makes a lot of money. He <laughs> <laughs> I swear, <laughs> he makes so much money. He's, he's really successful. But from the beginning, you could see this guy would, 
would be successful and me yeah. that's exactly i saw him i was like yeah i can't do this that's that's not me yeah. but i learned a lot yeah. and i left and then that's when i went to australia for six months to travel and you're at this eight you're 21 or so or exact okay yeah I, and my 21st birthday you went australia. for a girl or with a girl or she was there having a like a, a gap year i guess you call that and me i was like uh, i was like uh searching for myself and uh, I really missed her so I was like and okay and what city in, in Australia so that's a, that's a funny part so <laughs> <laughs> we we did do you know woofing do you ever heard of woofing willing willing workers on organical farms <laughs> <laughs> so basically I do I know someone that did that too. I, mean, I, I discovered it so we bought an old old uh, car so that was as old as me an old ambulance she was 21 years old back then for like nothing and and then we lived in that car and we had a little booklet with all the address of farms that are able to, they welcome you, they give you shelter and food, and but you work, work for yeah. them. And so you just, basically you have a little thing, you have no internet and you just call like, can we come tomorrow? Like we're too yeah, motivated, <laughs> what do we have to do? And then we will go from one farm to the other traveling and for six months. And, and what, it, all over Australia? Or no, we started in we started in Sydney. Yeah. Went all the way up. At some point, the the, the road stops at Cape Tribulation. There's no <laughs> more road. <laughs> so then you come back a little bit. Then you go. We went all the way to the center, Alice Alice Spring. Yeah. And then went all the way up to Darwin, and ended up in Darwin. Darwin is it's a village. It's really interesting. It's a really weird place. Yeah. Have you been to Australia? Yeah. I've for been to Australia a couple times, but only in the. Uh, I've been in Perth. And ah. Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne is the only city I wanted to go. Melbourne is really nice. Yeah, because the only city with a lot of... Sorry. Yeah, no, city with, okay. more, with more culture, from what I heard from everywhere I went in Australia, they were like, you should go to Melbourne, and yeah, we never met. It's like, a, for me, that Melbourne is like a what you want San Francisco to be like. Ah, yeah. Interesting. It's, like it's nice with hills and good weather and good restaurants, mm -hmm. but it's like better or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or like, I don't, I don't know. You know how Vienna is like really nice somehow? yeah. It's like Vienna meets with more San young Francisco, people, but yeah. like yeah, but Australian young. Okay. I don't know how, to, but California, the Californianess of Australia. No, but that's the reason I could feel that it's the only city I needed to go, and yeah, I, didn't, I didn't end up there. I so I came I back to Belgium. Yeah, you should go, and that's when I started to study. <laughs> <laughs> for real, but you were. I mean, so you're just back then. I'm th 21. For your uh, a year, you're driving in. No, no, six months. Six months. That's yeah. not that. That's fine. That's fine. No. Then I came back for the summer and I was like, you know, in, in Belgium, you have, you do, you go to university because you have, you, you do it. And I really want it. Because no. it's free. And it's also, it's yeah, it costs 150 do. euro a month, yeah. a year. So you're like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. And it's really, and it's interesting. So all my friends were at the Université Libre de Bruxelles. So it's the free university of Brussels. So this is a different one, not the industrial design school. No, that's the big, big, big university, French uh, university of are, Brussels. Are, the your, biggest one. are your credits like carrying over no. towards your no, degree? No, no. You have to start, start over again. at everyone. From, from zero. And so I decided, I'm like, okay, I want to do, I really wanted to study university. So I was like, I'm going to do sociology and anthropology as a bachelor. And yeah. then I'll decide if I do anthropology or sociology later. <laughs> that's when I started that. Yeah. <laughs> and how long did did you finish that? I did finish that. Did you really? Yeah, wow. I did. Wow. I have a master in like uh, some masters. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've impressed myself. <laughs> but and you think you got that just like because you just stayed it stayed you po you powered through it or no? Or you know you know what happened? It's a cool story too actually. <laughs> now I think about it. It I didn't finish thanks to the university. I finished because with a friend. He was one year, two years above me doing anthropology, mm -hmm. a really close friend of mine, Alexi. 
And there used to be uh, a cinema in the university with a proper like 35 millimeter projector, 60 millimeter projector. But it was dead since like years. It was completely condemned. And us in our heads back then, we we're like still into music, but also cinema. And we we're like, but we're going to reopen that cinema, have a cine club and do a projection once a week and do that. And so we started that and uh, it was an okay success. It was a good success. Like a lot of people would come every week and we started, we learned how to like project in 35 millimeter and 60 millimeter with the, with the big machine. And well, that's, so, so that's how I finished my studies because I was doing only that. Because you wanted to have access to this place. I don't know. I think we wanted we wanted to do that. Like we had a lot of free time, and we're like, you know, let's let's yeah. let's be creative. We, the university is boring again. Let's uh, and we and so you're showing like a films, or you're yeah. you're having these live performances, or some we did. Mixed so stuff? basically, the idea was to show um, a lot of classical film, and for us, it was just fun to you had to go and rent the the huge reel. You had to go pick up the reels. It was like six kilometers of reel. Bring them mount them together project them break them so is it this is kind of the start of your curation or or some or ah it's the first yeah it's the throwing a party or or putting an event together or organizing true yeah kind of so you you were doing this with your friend uh, alexi you said the same guy um is it what did you have like a a collective or some kind of theme or like a name to it or, or the name was shitty man the name was so bad i can't can i don't understand what happened I'm so annoyed. What is it? It was called Zeppelin Cine Club. Like a Zeppelin. Like Led Zeppelin. Like a Zeppelin. Oh, because that's what it looked like or something. I don't know, because it's it's also like it's a huge uh, toile. It's a huge huge canva, etc. I don't know how we get to that name. But the cool thing is that we... It's not not terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You could have an okay logo, I think. No, the logo was really fun. So uh, that's how I reconnected with the art school. My friend was uh, at Lacan, and so she she was in silk printing major, five years of silk printing. She was really bored. So I asked (laughs) her if she was willing to to do all the posters with us. And so we would do posters one by one, just one poster, one poster. And we had to put them in the whole university. And every week we had to do silk printing, and like it was. Crazy. See, there's something about that 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 way of promoting because when you're going around putting up these posters, you meet people, people stop you, and I ask questions. Exactly, and, and no, you, it then was you crazy. get like some a different crowd than if you're just that's totally true sending to because your email we, list or no, whatever. That's totally true because we were so at that university. It's it's huge, but most of the posters they're from for shitty uh, parties, like really tacky parties where you 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 pay a hundred bucks and you get. 5,000 posters yeah, of bad yeah, quality yeah. and so they would clash them everywhere. So yeah. we would be with like one poster in really good paper and just post it and then 10 minutes later it was like over like over placard with other or somebody, good thing or is somebody like takes it because it's nice exactly yeah. we end up like all the people had them in their it's called cut in Belgium when you're a student you, you cut you have a really cheap ap- uh, apartment with other students it's okay. super cheap and so w- and you go to parties from one to the other and we would see them at places and we were so happy <laughs> it, was, it was cool the legacy and so 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 you're you're having these like the the zeppelin film cine club, yeah. c- cine club. Yep. and uh how long did this go on for like for the i the think it took so it's also your whole time of your sociology degree well, more, almost three years and uh it continued after us but it was the only the only cultural activity at the university that was not losing money <laughs> <laughs> i was really proud of that and you learned that from the business school no <laughs> No, no, I, I don't know. No, it's because we had so much fun and people had so much. Well, we yeah, would screen yeah. a movie and we had like one dollar. It was one dollar beer always, yeah. and so people would come and drink beer and we'd end up like talk about the movie for hours after and drink all the beer and then go somewhere. And, it and was incredible. After, did you have music and stuff or? The, so it, so during the we had a lot of we did a lot of uh, you know classical, 
mute movie with people playing on it. Ah, okay, okay. Like Nosferatu uh, and all Metropolis. And we didn't do Metropolis oh. because it's boring and yeah. too long. <laughs> but we did Nosferatu because it's short. We <laughs> did a lot of shorter one and we had a lot of. Fun. There's a club over here now that was doing that. The at the Film Noir. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, no, it's <laughs> incredible. So we had so much fun doing that. And and uh, so. I mean, I was just going to ask you some of the movies you showed, and you d and you just answered that question. So I got to think of another one. Now we had, but we had, we, we did all the classic. We did, uh, you know, like uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We did, uh, <laughs> you know, all the the cool thing is that we had them in reels, like from back in the days. Yeah, which yeah is like so a real fun. projection. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and the light bulb burns we out, did, and yeah, you burn no, holes in we, the film. We burned uh, Doctor Strange Love. We burned it three times. The, the reel was so old that it would. It would just crumble. Like and we had to stop it every f every twenty minutes. Yeah, I had a whole like you know you you ha I think you have to have your film experience where you like tape it and cut it together, oh yeah, and splice it, and exactly. and burn it on it's the incredible. projector. Yeah, because then when you you go back and you watch these movies from the you know sixties and seventies and, and even into the I guess the eighties they probably stopped doing it, but to imagine these people are cutting these movies still I, and and also with the audio too it's crazy it's pretty no? crazy the audio is and on the, the audio is on the side yeah it's, it's insane and it was a light reading it i mean i think it's magical i mean it's a very technical thing it's not it's not just art too it's you know there's yeah. a there's a, i guess that's always been the case but yeah it's a it's a nice experience now now we just have our mevos yeah, mevos in our and our imac or whatever macbook pros <laughs> but still it's cool though you know, <laughs> it's cool you managed to do that at least yeah thank you um so 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 it sounds like you had a pretty good time doing that stuff what yeah. you, what made you move on from that you, but at some point an i was another finished another girl uh, no 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 at some point no <laughs> actually i was so bored in that university that i applied to do my last year in montreal but that uh, uh, that <coughs> seems uh, everyone old Belgian yeah. people seem to be bored a lot. I mean, it's, it's a perfect it's country, it's an easy so you place, get bored. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you get bored really quickly. And so you went to Montreal. What? Just Why? Yeah. But so because it, well, no, I mean Brussels. I mean, I've been born and raised in that village. It's I love it. Huh? I still love it now. But it's like it, it, there's not much. It's is, is this just that is easier with the French? you want to go to North America ah, no, and that's the entry point no I mean you know in, in Europe you have that program called Erasmus so during your, your university you can go to six months or a year in other cities mm -hmm. but it depends you t it's your teacher who have to make connection with other universities my teacher was such losers at sociology that we could go to Grenoble I could have gone to Grenoble actually or to a, another random city and I was, I was not really excited about it <laughs> so I don't know why I ended up Talking about Montreal, I don't know why it ended up in Montreal. And another friend was excited too, so we we're like, we're gonna create the connection ourselves. So we started to write to Concordia University. Mm -hmm. We're like, we in sociology, we want to come. Can we? Blah blah blah. And we managed to to get it approved. And so we both went. It was actually kind of the best year of my life. In Montreal, it's yeah. a pretty wild city, though, huh? But that's what I learned. I didn't know when I arrived. I was like, it looked a bit boring after one week. I was like, what am I doing but there? I th the thing that I found weird about Montreal is that it, there's the, it's the Francophiles and the Anglophiles are pretty yeah. separate. Yeah, it's like, but it felt it like Brussels. It's a weird. Yeah, I guess it's, it's like the same. You have the, the Flemish and the, and the French. But we get along well. Like the Belgians get along really well with the Quebecois because there's that kind of. Yeah, I you're, don't know, you're you're not French, but you're exactly, but you're French. Exactly, but you speak French. I don't know. Yeah. So what what happened? What year is this? I'm old there. I'm, I think I had my 25th birthday in Montreal. And what is that year? What does that mean? 2006. Is that right? I have no idea. I'm bad in the Yeah. You said 80. No, because I arrived 2010 in New York. So you said you were born in 81. Yeah. So plus 25, 26, whatever. Yeah. In the 2000s. Exactly. Definitely. Middle yeah. 2000, after 9 11. 
Where were you for 9-11? Was that a I big... I remember. I was... Uh, just, just quick, yeah. quick... I was in Brussels, like, working with a friend. Like, we were, like, distributing, like, shitty flyers in... Uh, and you saw it on the TV or something? No, I don't know. I think I, I, prob- I had a cell phone because my father called me. and was like, it's World War Three, And I was like, okay, I guess. And I went home and I saw the news and I was like, okay. Just, just quick. That was... Sorry. That was just a quick, curious question yeah, for me. Sorry. But uh, so, so 2006 or so, you're in Montreal. Yeah. And also in Montreal, the music man, the, the venues... Yeah, on both sides. So we had the whole indie rock and folk scene. I think in Montreal, like incredible venue like Sala Rosa. And th- there's one group who has like three little super nice venue and so many incredible people. I saw so many incredible people there. Mm-hmm. It was the moment also where, uh, what's that band from Montreal? The really famous one. The Ali. <laughs> it's going to come back. <laughs> My God. So they were famous at uh, the time. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Le Georges Leningrad. I know, or Georges Leningrad. Yeah, I love Le Georges Leningrad. Uh, it was really fun. Mm, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but well, anyway, I, d- I discovered a lot in Montreal. I loved the energy of Montreal on both like the, the more indie rock side and folk side, but also the electronic uh, side was really impressive too. I can't think of it. What's a band from Montreal? Yeah, the mega one, the huge Describe band. it. It's insane that we don't... Animal Collective. <laughs> no, it's, it's bigger. Uh, uh, Coldplay. <laughs> the album, the the famous album, is called Funeral, I think. Oh, uh, Band of Horses. <laughs> no, they're not from Montreal. Are they? Uh, I, uh, no, um, you know who? Uh, uh, that was so bad. I don't know. It's gonna come back before the end of this. I'm sure. In 2006, I was not into indie rock anymore, so I have no, no idea. Bon. But anyway, so yeah, but the electronic side of thing was really interesting too. I think. But you're uh, there for an entire year. Yeah, a so whole year. It's cold. It's okay. My, the, apparently, the winter I had was chill. Not was okay. That, not that bad. And and uh, just another. Are you, you have your driver's license and you're driving or? or ah, but in Belgium you get your driving license if you're motivated. You get it at like seventeen and a half or something. And and so you half. you got it. And and did you have a car when you went to Montreal? Because no, they have a public sure. transportation, but it's. No, yeah, you the the subway was. It's chill. not bad. Yeah. Well, you could rent a car. We rented car to go to like. Oh, because you drove around place. Australia too. I forgot. Yeah. About. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Just curious about the logistics. No, in Montreal it's easy. It's small, huh? You and and, walk. You, and did you go with friends there? Or are you like your friend Alexi went with no, you? No, no. My other f- another friend called Francois went on his side to do. He was studying. Uh, political science I was sociology so he went on his side we're not living together but we'd like seen each other a lot and uh, became really good friend there we didn't know each other really well uh, and no I, I lived with like four people from Quebec and they helped me they helped me a lot to become <laughs> to become less shy that's why I learned to be not shy in Montreal in 2006 it's late huh and you're so but you're by this you're 25 by this time yeah. ah, that's, I mean I think that's normal. I think that's like a for Belgium. It's not too, but like people take their time for studying. Yeah, the p- America's different. It's a d- yeah. we're, it's a lot different than Europe. We're, we're yeah. I don't know what it, why, but it just is. Um, yeah. Uh, so w- you go, y- you stay in North America after this? No, you crazy. Oh man, then it becomes. F- then you start. Then girls. What? <laughs> then one. Then one. Oh my god. Then one girl, and and you do this whole thing. No, uh, yeah, it's actually, it actually, if you think about it, my God, yeah. No, and then I came back, I went back to Belgium to, you You have to put your thesis, you have to deliver your thesis in sociology. It's really what tough. What was your thesis? Oh, my God. The, <laughs> the invisibilization of money. It was really... Invisibilization of of, uh, of money. Yeah. So making money disappear. But how, you know, how cash, but how, like... The, why cash is disappearing. Yeah. So, yeah. like a... Our credit card is taking over, and also like 
wire transfer, etc. Like the, the fact of cash, cash the cash, which is like the common denominator of like a lot of society because it's, it's, it's anonymous and it's everybody can own it. Like it's switching to something that's way more personal. Every card is owned by one person. So it's yeah. a, the, the relation is really different. But so I don't, I mean, my, I don't, this is where I don't know what I'm talking about, but mm -hmm. I'm going to say some stuff. Sure. Is a, is a, uh, the thing I always heard is that the reason why we use cash is because the black market is necessary for, ah. the, for the economy. I don't know. I, I, and I never quite understood that. And I was wondering if, if is that, was that part of this or is there? Oh, no, I didn't talk about that. that? Okay. But no, no, I read about that. Yeah. Th no, it's not. It's, uh, is there, I mean, is it, is there, is that a good thing? To get rid of cash, I don't know. No, I think my my thesis it, it's definitely not positive in yeah, my thesis. It's like the, the cash the cash is really important because it's it, everybody owns it. Like you know what I mean? Like a, a, a twenty dollar bill from you is the same as mine, etc. Where the, the big problem with the credit card it, it's really symbolic. It's really subtle, but like you know when you arrive, you have like that really heavy gold like card yeah, like yeah, that. The it's black not, one. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not okay. Yeah, it's like the, the the transaction is really different when you arrive to a shop with a card like that or a twenty dollar bill. Like the, the the relation is not the same. So it's really it was really and so really that's called that's, intellectual. It's that's, like, uh, that's the start of something. No, that was no. I wrote like sixty pages on this, and I was about to like, <laughs> it was tough. It was a tough one. No, it's uh, that sounds like a pretty interesting subject. I mean, I, uh, these uh, did, did uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you could probably go on for a while about it, but um, I I think yeah, we need to use cash. I like it. I'd rather use cash. It helps. I think. I don't know what it is. It allows it allows op businesses to operate in this gray zone, which I think is necessary for new things to happen. And I know, think yeah, we need this like edge, this like buffer. But then you, then you can talk, well, I mean, we can even switch in, we can defend cryptocurrency for the same reason and say that those gray mm -hmm. area can happen online thanks to that. Yeah, I, don't, I still don't quite understand cryptocurrency. I mean, I just understand that it, it, every time you make a transaction, it's recorded and Legend, you yeah. need a lot of processing power for this. So that's a problem. Yeah, but I think the technicity is not that important. I think the, the, the again, the, on the symbolic side, it's just, no, it's... It's a uh, decentralized money. It's not owned nor regulated yeah, by any central power, which is that's the power that's of the it. Good, that's the good part yeah. of it. But this processing. Yeah, thing but is there's is other cryptocurrency that use way less than okay. the, the bitcoins. And are, are they are they a safe? Safe in what way? Are they? Uh, isn't it all like uh, uh, encrypted and and uh, like yeah, you, so you get to safe. you get to keep your privacy, which totally. is the same as cash. Exactly. Yeah, see, I don't know anything about it. I I I, I try to read about it and. and the the best way to learn that's my school you would never read about it you had to do it yeah. so buy buy a buy quarter some. of a quarter of a quarter of a bitcoin and buy something in the dark web and you'll understand <laughs> anything I'm <laughs> sure you've bought some stuff on the dark web haven't you <laughs> yeah but because you had to but that's my school they would say we, we, you would never never but they would never tell you because yeah, I mean that's how I learn is, is by somebody showing me something that's a good exact. Good, good point um, so um all right, that's your that's your sociology <laughs> master's degree, from after you came back from Montreal. You you yeah, you I finished in the and this is from the school with the Zeppelin uh, exact cinema exact and your friend Alexi exact and Philip uh, or no the other no. friend the other Francois <laughs> Philip yeah. was the old guy. the weird guy. <laughs> won a club also yeah the weird club. Oh geez, I wonder where he no, is no, now. No, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should write him an email. No, no. Um, all right, so um, 
We should. We should. Uh, like, how, how long have we been going for? We're we're not even at an hour. You know, it's I'm fine. You're fine. If you're in a rush, I'm you, fine. I'm not. I'm not in a rush. I, I hope I'm not bubbling too much. Bubbling. In you're talking quite quickly, but it does. I c- I can follow, but I'm not sure if if if, if the. Maybe you have to type all the. No, I'm not gonna do that. Maybe <laughs> YouTube does it automatically. <laughs> They're gonna have a hard time with. I that. hope they do it automatically, but I don't think so. Okay, I'll try to talk more slowly, but then it's gonna take more time. No, I don't think so. People can. They can put the. You know how people watch YouTube videos faster. I did do that. I can watch it slower <laughs> for you. <laughs> no, because I have a lot, of, a bunch of my younger friends. They say when they watch YouTube videos, they're like, "I feel like I'm wasting my time," so I put it at, at you know 1.25 or whatever, you know, and, and they can watch more YouTube videos. Well, <laughs> okay, you know, I just watch it normal, you know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> okay, so what happened? Uh, where are we now? Well, you're you're back in Belgium and yep. you're done with school. Yep. And. Uh, uh, they 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 said you're 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 gonna invent you're okay. invent cryptocurrency or whatever you're gonna do, yeah. and uh, but but th- there's no cryptocurrency at this time. It's, it's no, actually, no. I'm so sad. It was like I, I read right some before. stuff. It was before, mm-hmm. sadly. And this is what. So now we're into 2007, 2008. Or yep. And uh, there's a lot of minimal techno in Brussels. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That was a weird. That was a weird time. It was like a. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what. It, there was also like new disco. They kind of. Ah, like, yeah. It was like the same kind of. There's True. Like, uh, or I kind of edit to house minimal. edits. Edits. Yeah. Uh, disco edits. Yeah. The minimal. The minimal was quite big in Brussels at some point. But I what I mean, but that's like I. I only think. I mean, I think of like a, a compact and a perlon. Yeah, and exactly. Like this kind of stuff. Yeah. So in Brussels, they would go come often, often, often. Like every weekend, you'll have a big party with those kind of DJs, etc. And there was one crew called. P3P instead of P2P. Okay. <laughs> they were doing they were doing a good job. They were like it was like they would always find the weirdest place and do like kind of semi illegal parties with proper in that minimal sphere proper DJ. So like a rave. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, with a proper s- yeah. No, it was nice. It was fun. We so had a lot of fun. So uh, I mean, all this time. So you you, you said uh, you're earning money. Did you ever have like other like weird? Did you ever start to have jobs after school there? Right, yeah. So we did that cine club, and then wha- while traveling in uh, Australia, not much in Montreal. You couldn't earn money. You could only work on campus. But you could. I mean, but the way the school is set up there, they also give you like a, a stipend, like a daily yeah, and food and money and. Yeah, also, but the thing is, in Belgium, the life is not that expensive. I use and I back then I would live on my parents still. Yeah, basically oh, okay. until wait, wait, no, I c- what am I talking about? When you lived at your parents, parents until you were twenty six. No, no, <laughs> I'm thinking out loud. No, you were in a student. When I came student. back, no, when I came back from uh, Montreal, I had to leave uh, at my mother's place for a while because I just came back from Montreal. I had no idea what to do. Finishing my thesis, I finished it on my mother's, and then I moved in with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. My and she's Belgian. Uh, she's raised in Brussels, but from Brazil. Uh-oh, we got trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. you went to Brazil. So I went to Brazil with her, <laughs> exactly, for eight months. And, and that's where we started. Because the thing is, we both had this same idea. I studied sociology, etc., but we wanted to be more professional in photography and video. Because mm-hmm. I was passionate with documentary filmmaking in sociology, etc. I was really into it. Uh, where did this, and when did this come? Oh, because you were uh, watching yeah, movies yeah, and yeah, studying exactly, sociology. Exactly. Oh, sorry. And thinking about like society and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you're going to change the world. Exactly. And so did you change it or what? <laughs> Not yet. I changed, well, Try working on it. And so with her, we decided to to travel in um, in Brazil and try to propose ourselves as like, you know, photographer to a couple NGOs, etc. It didn't work as well as we planned. It was tough. We didn't have that many jobs, but we managed to live there for like s- s- 
six months, I think. We ended up in uh, Fortaleza working for a cool NGOs, NGO. Uh, for cool, it was tough. It was interesting, <laughs> <laughs> photography-wise. And then, then I left. I was like, I can't. I need to go back to Belgium and yeah. find a real job, etc. And so I went back to Belgium, work for. Um, there was a new club opening, and they needed someone to help them find. Okay, okay DJ, or like you know, to help them curate the place. And it was a really weird place, but I accepted the job because I just I, I had nothing else. Yeah. And, and they, they knew you from the the cinema thing. But I don't know. They knew me because whatever yeah, small whatever. world. Yeah, it's Belgium. Yeah, and so I did that for a while, and then uh, she came back. <laughs> no, then we broke up, <laughs> and, uh, and then she came back. <laughs> and then she came back. We get back. We got back together, and uh, that's when another club, a way bigger club, proposed me to. Um, to help them curate the thing also, etc. I don't know why they proposed me because they would see me at the club all the time. I guess the, the, they saw that I was motivated. And I don't know. And But I refused the job and instead I moved to Mozambique with <laughs> my then girlfriend. <laughs> so you could be curating uh, clubs like festivals, national No, it was, a it was a big club. It's, yeah. like, it's funny because it's a club that when my parents were young yeah. and they didn't have us, they were going to that club already. And it was a proper funny club. And uh, until recently, it was still the same owner and just sold it to really weird people and all shit. But mm. uh, it, it was for like 30 years, a main staple of the Brussels nightlife. And, and, and Mozambique ended up being like a, the same kind of Brazil style. Like no, it went way better. So basically the idea is that our couple was not going well. And so we literally, not a joke, we're like, we took a globe and we're like, okay, we're going to leave somewhere else. <laughs> Turned it and we put it the first place it was middle of the Atlantic <laughs> and so we turned it a second time it went exactly on Maputo and so she was like I always I already speak Portuguese so why not and I was like sure I don't but I can learn and well, I know a little bit from Brazil and so 10 days later we were in Maputo <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a fantastic idea right <laughs> my, all my friends were like great it's just super smart so but you you got your 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 vaccines or whatever you had to get in, in, yeah in yeah 10 days you to, and you yep. went no i know and so the idea so we bought a good camera between the two of us and then we went there and uh, she she's a she's a and is it a video camera or digital? It was one that could do both. And so we went and we proposed mm -hmm. our service to all the NGOs and local UN agencies. And, and, like and what is your service? Exactly. We're like, but the, all those NGOs and UN agencies, they always need uh, people to do reportage on all the program because they need with photography and video to do report and go back to New York and to the, 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 the giver of money so to say, hey, this make is their press release or their Yeah, promo. and a little reportage to show that they're doing stuff and okay. why is it important. And blah, blah. So they send us a little bit all over the country to, to document uh, what was happening. And what was happening in Mozambique at this time? It's tough. It's a tough country. We lear I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but it's a tough country. Like, but I mean, what I mean, I have no idea. What yeah, but now it's stable. But the Mozambique for 30 years since the independence until uh, almost 2000, it was a <coughs> um, civil war mm -hmm. where they would put uh, mines everywhere in school. In oh, so in there's in a lot of mine cleaning programs. Or it's it's done now. Like it's clean since a few years, but uh, it took like 10 years. And uh, but the country was devastated, devastated, devastated. And uh, so now politically, it's just the. The, the party who gained the independence from Portugal called Frelimo is still in power. They're all powerful. They mm -hmm. own the country. If you say that you're not Frelimo, you, you're in danger. And oh, uh, no, it's, uh, it's a tough country. But we learned a lot and we, we traveled a lot. But after one year, I was, I was starting to hate human beings as a whole, as a species. And so I decided we had to go back home. 
And, and where, where was home now? Back to Brazil. But so no, we went back to Brussels, and after a few months, a couple did started to fall again, and uh, and also they, uh, we we're not happy in Brussels. There was no not that type of work, and so that's when I went back on the internet. I was like, uh, fine. So this is 2008 or nine now. Maybe? 2008. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so and that's when I back when I was doing sociology, I stumbled upon a, a program at the new school in media studies, a nighttime program of media studies. But back then, when I was studying new sociology... in New York City. Yeah. Okay. And, but back then, I loved the program. It looked super interesting because it was half theoretical, half practical, and I, I loved it. But then when you receive the requirement, I was like, shit, I'm so far from that. I could never apply. And funny story is like, years later, when I came back from Mozambique, I was again like searching for something and I was on the internet and I stumbled upon the same page and I read the thing and then I was like, actually, no, I'm ready to apply. And so I applied ask my girlfriend if she was excited about the idea to maybe go to New York and uh, and then I got accepted uh, to the new school to that program with a small grant from the school so I was like Sh I think we should go and so we went and we broke up a few months but I stayed in New York so you so you're in New York now in yes. 2009 after one year one one hour one hour you made <laughs> no it's okay it's perfect perfect timing All I right. think it's a good everybody's got a one hour intro <laughs> <laughs> no um so y y what 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 is new school it's kind of a weird school it's a so so, such you, a weird so you feel right at home i loved it and what 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 is this program again it's it's called media studies it's a really media it studies yeah, it doesn't mean anything so you can kind of like tell them what your thing's going to be about and then do, do that and they support anything you. you want i was in the middle of doing a, a job in a photography job in is DR Congo and so I told them I need to go back to that do that job can I do it for credit and then they love the idea so I was doing you could, th that's the cool <laughs> thing about the new school if you have no idea it's super underwhelming it's not yeah. a great school but yeah. if you have stuff to do and you have ideas yeah, and you, use their you resources, do whatever you want yeah. you do whatever you want and I loved it it was a playground and so you're just communicating with your professors by email yeah. when you're there or no, but so I was like, okay, I need to go for like three weeks in East DR Congo, oh, okay. but like, so I miss all those classes, but can we agree that this is my final, uh, that's my, my project, work for yeah. the, yeah, final project for the thing. And they were like, yeah, sure. We'll see when you come back. And, and blah, you're, blah, blah. and you're, you have a place in Brooklyn now or you're staying in some. No, I arrived housing? in, when I arrived, in, I, I went on Craigslist, like a normal person, I guess. <laughs> I, d I didn't know what it was. So I went on Craigslist and I found this insane, uh, ad, found it, like, announcement for a weird place in Chinatown you gotta like massage someone's no, foot no I ended up in Chinatown in the weirdest situation so it's a, it was a guy who basically <laughs> was subletting one part of his apartment he divided in two so I was paying a really cheap price I was impressed and I loved the little place it was super charming it was super small like a micro loft yeah, it was really yeah. weird and then so my girlfriend came she liked it too blah blah but we it's didn't get along she, small, went, she yeah. went back for the job in Mozambique and blah blah yeah. and so but then after a few months I discovered that was situation was so shady and so at the end we broke up with my girlfriend <laughs> and I went back to the guy I was like I can't pay that much rent we need to discuss etc because I could feel something was weird and so he explained me the real situation he was kind of honest at the time he was like actually I'm taking your, your rent and I'm paying a lawyer to keep us here because it's a squat and uh, <laughs> we don't have we don't have we have nothing so I was like, okay, I'm happy you're honest, but I'm so I'm, so I'm, I'm finished here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, so do you agree that I stop paying? He was like, okay, for now. And so I so stopped paying. So he paid the lawyer for a while. No, and so the lawyer was like fighting for us, but it was a done fight. Like we were done, and so but <laughs> we managed to save one more year free of rent. What kind with of hot water? What kind of guy was this? He's incredible, man. He's I mean, it's just I don't know, like a New Yorker, a guy, but uh, like older guy or yeah, he, he's an artist, but his art was. 
astonishing bad. He was kind like of a a weird, like, like a drawing, weird, drawing weird. nudes or something. No, worse. He was making box in wood. It was like a child of 12 year old. He was a really weird guy, but super nice, huh? normal. <laughs> but that was his thing. He, w he would jump from one squat to another. He was a specialist in squat, but which I didn't know back then. But to be honest, I, I, I'm <laughs> happy I lived there for one year for free. So I was really happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that, so then that's on Division Street. Jeez, oh, man. And, and so y you eventually that Stop. stopped and you're still in school yep. doing weird projects yeah, going exactly. to going Africa. Going back, back and forth to Africa, yeah. And, uh, and uh, you moved somewhere else. Yeah, I moved and back. Yeah, I moved to South Fifth and Bedford in a weird loft with like six other people. <laughs> it was South Fifth and Bedford. That's you so see the you've you've probably been to a no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you've probably I'm thinking of what's on South Fifth and but that's it's where like that big white. It's still a weird loft now. But they added like three rooms in that. Is that where Max Pask lives there? Was he there uh, for a while? No, I don't know. I'm it's not possible. Not a loft, but oh, but there's it's a literally there's on the bridge. We, oh, but so that's those artist studios yeah. that are there. Okay, I didn't know people lived in that building. Yeah. I, I I went there and I, and I went to like rent a studio one time, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not. I'm not 25. Yeah. Well, I was I was yeah. old. And I was living with six people. Oh God. But oh, but you're still in your 20s, barely. Yeah, barely there. 29 yeah. or so. 29 and 2010 is coming up. And you're gonna finish your school program, yeah? Because that's what two or three years probably. No, I arrived in 2010, so I finished in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just it's recently. two years. It's a two-year thing. Yeah, I arrived recently. I arrived nine years ago. Two, uh, yeah, so I always think that like 2010 is like three years no, ago. No, it's nine years ago. <laughs> okay, so 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 now you're uh, you're uh, you're done, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna stay in New York. Because because everyone stays in New York after they come here. But no, but well, it's complicated. I mean, it's, I don't know you, but it's complicated. Like I arrived here, my plan was to stay with my girlfriend, f do do that school, and move to São Paulo and have a life in São Paulo. And we we broke up in a pretty dramatic manner, and so I kind of like took a long time to recover from that. Yeah, and that's when I, I finished school while recovering and then uh and then i don't know i had i was really lucky that uh i moved in in new york at the same time as my best friend from belgium um by chance he was living in beijing and he his girlfriend moved here he, and he decided to follow at the same moment when i arrived so i i basically arrived in new york living with my best friend next door so it was kind of the best three years of my life we had a lot of fun and uh, we reconnected a, a lot and uh that's what and thanks to him and with him that we explored like the the whole i mean we were like just kids we we're just arriving here we we're just excited kids we're like both into music a lot we that's what he we learned to dj together in my basement that's when okay. we just the two of us who got excited about djing and we're yeah. like whereas all our friends were listening to rock music we're like no we're gonna dj and so, so, so you're partying we're partying. And, wh and yeah. wh where are you going to at this time? Do you well, remember? It's the beginning. So like, I arrived and uh, he was living in Bushwick. It was like, there's that thing called, uh, called uh, Black Market. Uh, we should go check it out. So I was like, sure, let's go check it out. I was like, whoa, okay, interesting. It was the beginning of Black Market and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, then we, wa we went. I know. And then the funny thing is uh, we discovered um, Lloyd and Blue James and Elias Cobar at Le Bain on a Saturday yeah. and we arrived and like well you know you knew in New York etc you arrive in that place and we were like whoa this is this is really funny <laughs> this is really really funny 
And we had a lot of fun. So we went a bit too much on Saturdays um, at Le Bain to see Lloyd. We had no idea who they were. And yeah. we were like discovering and we were like their energy. I mean, Blue yeah. James. Like yeah, yeah. We were, so we really connected well with Blue James. But Jim, my friend, connected really well with Blue James. I connected a bit more with Lloyd. And, um, and the thing that happened a lot is like we, after Le Bain, we closed at four. And I was always had the good idea. I was like, yeah, let's go back to Division Street and my place in Chinatown. <laughs> and so James and Lloyd would come and make everybody laugh for like hours yeah, yeah. like you know like doing their thing and that's how we connected with them and so this is this goes on for a few years probably yeah. i can see that yeah yeah all of a sudden four years have gone by exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're like wait maybe i should do something now no exactly no but exactly so on the side me i was working so still back and forth with some big jobs in Africa for when I would go for like a month and then edit those jobs here for like month on and for NGOs. So, so this, this, is, this is mostly video Yeah, and for NGOs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for like and people working there. And do, do would we know any of these the NGOs? projects? No, you would know. It's like because it's weirdly so the, all those uh, videos yeah. are mainly aimed at uh, internal communication. private stuff. For the all the people for the, yeah, internal of the UN, internal of the, all those things. Well, they're on Vimeo somewhere but you don't want to watch them. <laughs> promise and <laughs> and uh, and so that's on the side and also i started to work for le pain quotidien you know that belgian uh bakery chain that's in new york a lot mm. the daily bread pain mm. Quotidien. Mm. right it's a fancy Pro probably yeah it's a fancy bakery place everybody thinks it's french but it's actually from brussels and i connected with them i was like i'm belgian i'm doing video if you need like a, a freelancer can i do stuff and so they hired me a lot I was not really allowed to work for them because as a, as a student, you cannot really work, but so they would pay me through Belgium. And uh, so it was okay, I guess, I hope. <laughs> and <laughs> But I worked a lot for them. So that m helped me a lot. Uh, it helped me a lot, actually. And then, and then well, it's... But then that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the key moment, I think. It's, uh, as you said, you know, four years went fast, five years, and then all those freelance jobs, they become less interesting. I think in New York, if you're a freelancer in photography and video or you get to a point where it becomes really like big jobs and you, you're getting somewhere or you're dead. Like it doesn't go anywhere. And I was at that point where it was going nowhere. I was m more of the job were less interesting and I was really... Oh, because the corporate world can... Are you no, ju I don't think... And also, I don't think I was that talented at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think I love it, but it was not my thing. And I could feel it while producing stuff. It's not... I was yeah, like, I yeah, I, I like it, but it's not my... Yeah. It doesn't excite me anymore. Yeah. And so I was less and less excited, more and more panicked about the fact that, okay, New York is a tough place. I have less work. And I was a bit of a point like I was like, this is not looking good. Yeah. It's not looking good. I don't know where it's going. But, and you know, in your head starts the, the little thought like, okay, I might have to go back to Belgium. And that sounds like really terrible. And yeah, I was really not in a good place at that moment. Uh, it's kind of like it, the cute story. It's exactly. But you're still on a student visa, or you? I went no. So basically, what you do in the US? You just go back and forth. No, you go from student visa. Then, since you went to new school, you apply for the O1. It's uh, what people call the artist visa. Yeah, it's yeah. All like the extraordinary ability yeah. visa that everybody gets. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, not, it's like five hundred bucks, and you get it. Oh no, it's not five hundred bucks. Sadly, yeah, for the administration, no, it is technically it's like yeah. four hundred bucks, but you need to hire uh, a lawyer to do that. So it's way more expensive. But then you get it, and you're good for three years. I was on that visa, and then uh, I was panicking, and my post, my friend Jim, left because his wife. They were like, "Fuck New York! Like <laughs> we're going to Belgium. We no, need it's to not easy here. We want to have a kid. We want a normal life." So they left, and I was I felt a bit alone and. 
it's I, back then I lived in Greenpoint, so I know that little. I knew that little triangle that we talked at the beginning. Yeah, and I kind of because when you know you know that you knew that triangle also. Yeah, there yeah. Was something you, you magical walk past it every time, you know, and you're like, oh, what, what, what is, is this? What goes on here? Yeah, who, who, owns who owns this place? It? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who owns it? And so it made still nobody knows. Nobody knows. You and know. You know who owns it. Well, no, I know. <laughs> back then, nobody know. And then one day, when I was really, it's it's a true story. So I woke up completely panicked and in really high anxiety and so i asked uh, my girlfriend back then to go have breakfast with her because i was really panicking different girlfriend yeah okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. moved on yeah i moved on someone normal someone good okay and so uh, she helped me she calmed me down so we talked for like a, a long breakfast she was like you need to calm down just make relax go to your little office and make some plans think a little and so i walk from where we were to the my little office i was sharing with a lot of other friends and i walked through that little triangle and that day, that morning, there was a little panel saying four leaves, ideal for food truck and with a cell phone number. And in my mind, literally, like, I was like, okay, this is insane. I don't believe in, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. destiny or anything. But I was like, this, I'm sorry, but this is, this I'm is doing chance, something. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. And then my mind was, like, rushing, rushing, rushing. And after 30 seconds, I was like, it's a radio station. It's, that's it. It's a radio station. It makes absolute absolute sense. Absolute sense. I don't know why. And then, then now I understand, you know, like, I was listening to NTS, to Red Light, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't see the equivalent in New York. So all this makes sense yeah, now. I mean, but we, we had East Village Radio, but yeah. it, it wasn't really... But back then it was already... Yeah. I don't know, but I think it was already a bit... But it was, yeah, definitely thanks to... Definitely them too in the influence. Uh, and so when I had this idea and I saw that triangle, like uh, like a terrible dog, I just bite it and I never let go. And that's how it started. That and, thing. and so wha wha when was that? Do you remember? Yeah, it's uh, so basically, it's February 2007? 2007. No, no, 2017, sorry. 16. 2016, 2016. 16. Okay, so you had, a, you had a, some years in New York where you were just having a good time, it sounds yes. like. So that was just figuring it out in your in, in yeah working doing like by doing freelance job having enough job to be able to live correctly and then having less and less job and panicking more and more so i mean so i mean the the idea here between this you know like i know we're we're going through your history and stuff but i think the thing that you can t people can take something from this to hear your story to say like oh, i was lost for a while and i was just partying and then i had this moment and I realized that I wanted to do this project. You know, I think it, it, it could help other people by listening. So, I, I ah, no, so yeah, yeah. But if you want to take home point, yeah, I, that's the take home. The the thing that I was still not happy. I was doing yeah. all this, and I could feel deep inside me. I was like, you want something, something is missing. Else, yeah. Something is missing. Something is missing. But deep inside, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna surrender. Like there's something missing. But I was, I was, asked my friend, like I'm, I think too much and blah blah. Like so, but I was like still thinking, thinking. I was like, something is gonna come. Something is gonna come. So I, my only advice is like, never let go of that. Never, never surrender. Like if you, yeah. if you think something is still happening, like just continue, continue, and you'll find it. And I did continue, and I'm an extremely lucky person to have had that possibility come but like i was ready to to grab it also so, so you didn't you weren't all along like think oh, i'm gonna set up this online radio station it was just it just happened because no, no, you, exactly, yeah. you saw this place yeah, yeah, yeah so 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 yeah and the place i think if you think about it now like i like the place that the triangle it is makes magical. sense for a food truck for sure and then yeah. and then you're like oh wait but is that gonna make me enough money ah, no 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 i never thought about a food truck really when i thought about the thing i was like i, I was thinking create like something creative i was like oh like a place for us to meet like something and then directly the radio radio came after 30 seconds 
Like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. directly, and then then came the idea of the kiosk to finance. Because the thing. there's no money. How do you? There's no. Yeah, I mean, I just think about my friends at Dublab, and, and I remember every year when they have to do the, the proton radar, drive, yeah. and they're always and like bummed I, out. They're like, I got to do the proton drive. Exactly, and I wanted to, or to even NPR, you know. Oh, like and I wanted to put because that's also the, the 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 terrible thing about, and I love all those institutions. They're so important, but that it feels so depressing. Like, yeah. oh, you have to it's beg like for beg. money every year, and like if it's not to people, it's like to brands and to institutions. And I was like, I'm not going into that. Ugh. And like theater, no, we don't have like no one has enough money. And I was like, I'm sure there's another way. So we're gonna sell coffee and beer. We'll figure it out. I'm yeah. sure it's gonna work. But I had no idea what I, I was I doing. I had one one moment in my life where I had to beg, and I just I always remember like I I like had my I just moved to New York and I like. You know, you time everything out, and I'm like, I'm gonna get my first paycheck today, mm. and like, I'm like, okay, I get my paycheck, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go cash it, and like, they wouldn't it let me cash it, uh. like I didn't have like the proper ID or whatever, and so I didn't have enough money to get on the subway to like go home, oh. so I had to like stand and beg for money, and I like always remember that I'm like, damn, yeah, I don't, bad. I don't want to do this, you know, like, and, and that seems to be the same, same. But idea for me, for the institution, I think, and I think it was important for like a cultural project. To yeah. show that it's possible somehow to find a way not to have to beg for grants, etc. I mean, it would be great if we had a grant, to be honest. But like, yeah, but that's weird too, because then they they start to have a say in what oh you yeah. do. They 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 get I to. So I tried to apply for a few grants, and they asked for so much stuff at the end, and for like so little money, I was like, actually, I think I'm gonna try to sell more beers. It's gonna be <laughs> fine because it's it was too crazy. Because yeah. yeah, they asked you, and then you have to prove how many people come to your events and or to your. Thing, it's which is normal, right? It's like uh, yeah. you have to be transparent, but it's, uh, it's really heavy, yeah. But even, I mean, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm gonna switch over. Like, yeah. this, is, this is, I don't, I, I don't, know, I didn't know anything about this. I just, this is gonna go back to this is the first time I remember meeting you. Um, <laughs> you, I was, I work at the thing, as people know, junk store, and I'm like in the back, and and, and Lloyd comes in, who I know just from you know, uh, whatever, he's yeah. a record <laughs> dork too, you know, yeah. and uh. He's friends with my other record dork friends, and uh, well, they would have a party in every year in their backyard. They would have a party, and yeah, we would go there and get yelled at by biker gang people or whatever. <laughs> and uh, but he yeah. came in with you, and and you were like, they were like, I'm gonna start this place, and uh, you guys, you want to come do a radio show on here? And I was like, oh, you know, I have one already, and I'm loyal to them. And yep. and then I was also like, I think you guys are just going to get shut down. That you didn't say. You didn't say that second I part. I, 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 but that's what I thought. Because you I only said the first part and I was really impressed. I was like, this is really, I was really impressed by your answer and I was really, I was like, that's a good person. I'm so not going to, I was loyal. They yeah. d they didn't do anything wrong to no, me I know, I know. and they supported me. There's no reason. I actually felt leave. bad. We asked you because with your answer, I was like, shit, yeah, no, it's true. It's not correct. Like, what are we doing? But it's just like we, like, we wanted to have you on board. That's it. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I wanted to do it too, but I, I was like a, I just am loyal, a loyal person. If nobody's done anything wrong, well, also you thought we would, we would fail. I also thought that too. I don't know if I ever told anybody. I was just like, "There's no way that's gonna work." It's like there's a church there, there's a school there, and yeah. and so like I don't. I mean, I'd, I've told you this over the time, but I'm really impressed that you've made it this far. You know, it's crazy to me because it's not easy to do stuff like that. So uh, thank you. I, no, uh, I appreciate you've done a lot of work, and and the other thing too uh, that. Uh, I mean, eventually I switched over, like for whatever reason. This this is just my personal view. Mm -hmm. um, as that, as you said something one time to me, that, and I was like, "Why do you do this?" And you said that I want to create good content, and I was like, "That's good," you know, like, mm. you know, of money. Like you said, like, it, how are we going to pay for this? You just want to pay for the thing and make it exist. But to not think about money, I think, kind of makes it work more. 
I, th- I don't. I'm not quite sure what my point is, but there's a. You you had good intentions, and I think that has kind of been why it's worked. Why it has worked, or I don't know. Maybe you just like a challenge. I don't know what. No, no, it's. I not don't a know how you did. To it. be honest, no. But if I, I have a hard time talk, but like stuff like that, etc. But if I can, s- this project come from the bottom of my heart, like yeah. the, the bottom of my heart, and because that's the only thing, and I'm really thankful it's working because it's giving me the most nice and interesting life making me meet incredible people with uh, incredible knowledge etc so but the, the the key thing was that was to kind of show that in new york it's still possible to do something like unbusiness and like you know something just uh, a bit more sacred a bit more like yeah we I I mean, know, it's hard to put words but w- like we needed it i didn't we d- that's the other thing too is like a lot of these things they come in you know you have in they say like w- whatever red bull or these yeah. more yeah. you know boiler room these things that are sort of similar in a way but they come in and, and they have uh, the, the profits in in mind or I don't know what the different there's a difference, but we needed we needed some some kind of community thing because there there is a scene and we all know each yeah. other, but there wasn't like a place where we could go yeah. and just like not pay money to go in yeah. and, and, you know, share music and stuff like that. So it, it, it's really ended up being a pretty great thing. So that's what. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, thanks for doing. I don't I mean, uh, no, because that's what I realized when I because you say, yeah, I got lost. <laughs> I went out a lot with Jim, but we went like we, we discovered a lot of incredible thing and the energy in New York, like the energy in this I- every different scene was really, really impressive compared to Brussels, like really more proud, really more productive, really more active. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane that with that kind of energy, there's no platform equivalent to like to kind of showcase what's happening during the day for other people. And I was like, this is impossible. This is crazy. Yeah. So I was like, actually, I think I'm OK at organizing stuff. I think I'm OK with technical stuff. I think I want to give all my energy to give a proper platform for those people yeah. and that's the only thing i'm we're doing and and so so when you first started out you know you had to go through all these hoops you know you had like a yeah. tw- you said 12 months of, of, yeah. of hell paperwork and going to every every office yeah. in the in in brooklyn i guess but that th- this was another thing like we, we yeah. we've spent some time together lately because we've been trying to do this podcast yeah and uh you i i always ask you weird questions but you said one time uh that you you enjoyed doing all this stuff and you learned more about brooklyn than you think that uh, most people know about brooklyn and, and i thought that was a pretty cool perspective like by going to all these like uh, bureaucratic institutions i uh, know yeah, i'm super i'm because back then it was hell as my girlfriend back then it was really a tough moment like it was a really dark night, yeah. 12 months because every day i didn't know if it would work or anything but i learned so much about the, the new york administration as a whole because but it was brooklyn and and the main administration downtown so like you called but so you called this number I called this and number. What, what, no, what was, and, what, and you're like, I'm gonna do a radio station. I called this number. They never reply ever. So I left <laughs> five messages. Yo, I'm Francois with my shitty French accent. They were like, this is not serious. They didn't. They never took me seriously. But I met the guy, and I was like, I was like, I, this is my ID. And like you, he told me a year later, he was like, I never thought it would work. <laughs> like, I was just gonna keep your deposit. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think he was touched. He was like, oh my God, that guy is crazy. But I think that's what happened in all the administration. I would go and I was like, okay, so I'm going to do a radio station in a container. There's no water. There's no sewage. There's going to be a coffee shop, etc. I need the permits. How do I do? And they were like, yeah, right. We're busy. Like, get out. Just yeah. Uh, just yeah. No, just no. And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm coming back tomorrow. So we'll have to figure that. So it was like that for every department. But I mean, the thing, you, it's cool that, that you realize is that 
once you go and you meet their people too, yeah. you know, and then once they see you and, and they know uh, you're serious, yeah. then it becomes something. It becomes you know? really fun. No, I love yeah. it. And then you call them by their name and then yeah. at the end you earn respect by going more and more and then yeah. they're like, no. And you're like, okay, okay. And then you come back with your, your homework. like, I did that. And they're like, again, no, but it's better. And then you come back. <laughs> and actually, to be honest, it builds something and you have to go through that. You have to go through it. I didn't know. I learned about Expediter. I didn't know it exists. So you hire someone to help you do the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. You, you, I had to hire lawyers in Belgium. You never use a lawyer in your life. You know, here are like three lawyers taking care of these things. It's crazy. It's good, but it was super interesting. And now I, I do understand the administration way better. And it's tough. <laughs> yeah, and that's I why now when anyone does a little thing in New York I have a huge amount of respect yeah Anything. I, mean, I mean I had uh, I had John Bar Barclay on ah, before yeah, yeah. and you yeah. haven't you haven't seen it yet but we talked about uh, uh, how how he got he along with some other people got it managed to get the the law repealed yeah. the, the backer, uh, uh, cabaret law and he said that, uh, it, I don't know he said one of the things that happened was that they got media attention but that uh, uh, that didn't seem like a route that you took at all you, you this was all Bes were you doing any press no, kind of stuff before? But no, because you have to understand, you have to put back in context. I'm, I'm a not nothing. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm a Belgian guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like uh, with my accent, people think I'm arrogant. Like I'm like, who is that guy? So I, I, and me also deep in in my in myself, I know it's a good idea, but is it gonna work? Are people gonna follow? Um, I was really stressed. I was like, I have no idea if it's gonna be a success back then. You know, I have yeah. no, no, no idea. And there were a lot of other radio. Other ra I was looking and checking online. Other radio were planning to open in New York, like NTS. Whatever. It's really, I was super stressed. I was oh, like, so I have no at idea. that time, you had, I mean, East Village Radio was was not on, on the good moment. And but uh, Newton, uh, Newtown Radio was there, but that they never really. I know, and they kind of stayed the same always. And yeah, and when I was, there was an article was saying that East some radio was about to open in Williamsburg. There's the one in, in, in Roberta's. There's one yeah, there Yeah, but too. they're fine. They're talking about food. Yeah, and then, uh, so there wasn't really... Radio Free Brooklyn. There was no, there was a, there's a lot. Of there's stuff. like the NYU radio station, and then there's a, yeah. the WFMU in New yeah. Jersey. So there is, there, I mean, but it, there's there's a radio culture in New York, like WBLS, Huge. KISS FM. Like Which I have, and, I'm, I'm, and I have to admit, I'm, s and I'm, I have no idea. But yeah, I'm yeah, super bad. But I mean, that's probably also a good thing to be so naive, you know, just to believe that you can do it, you know, like. Uh, but I could feel because you know, like it was really on the day to day. I would go to all those parties. I would, I would know all those DJ, etc. And I was like, they don't have a show on any radio. I know they don't have a platform. They maybe do a mix here and there. They put on SoundCloud, but they don't have that place where they can, you know. Yeah. like there's a couple people. I mean, like uh, there's like like Dwayne or like a, a small change where like WFMU guys, oh. and like Tim Sweeney had his yeah. NYU show. Um, still. But there's still a, yeah. I don't know what happened with EVR. It was just like I guess Veronica, kind of left, and then it, and it got weird. I don't know. I never really. But understood. Pauline knows better. So, so Pauline, who joined us the first week, she actually she was working at EVR, and she was like, oh, "I want to come here." Yeah. I was go. I I, yeah. I, I, w I yeah. I was there for a long time, and then I switched to Newtown Radio. Yeah. But I just I never really. I always thought of it as a ta tax write off for the restaurant. Ah, you think? I have no That's idea. But it, uh, I yeah. could just be making stuff up. Uh, I say that sometimes. Maybe you should invite him to, to things. Ah, <sighs> no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had Veronica on. You were, you, you True. were there. I was there. It was super interesting. She, she, she knows. She, no. she was there. She, she, she yeah. but, but she's very. Uh, she knows. She knows how to say things properly yeah. and not like not like us. You not know? like us exactly. <laughs> so we should stop and switch. To another no, 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 yeah. no, no. We got, we got. Uh, um, so you you made it through this 12 months and yeah. and uh lloyd lloyd was there you you called lloyd you're like lloyd i'm gonna do this so and pauline I, and chris yeah. cherry joined yeah, yeah. in so it was it was a sunday 
every, everything everything went back in place really quickly. All of a sudden, like the container was ready, the permit were approved not for the kiosk but for for like the the, the container. Like yeah. you had it has to be approved by the Department of Building one year. So everything was in order, and I was like, okay. And during that moment, I was like coding the website and trying things with webcam. I had no idea. I was trying all those stuff on the side, and I was like, I think we're ready. I think we should do a tryout one Sunday. And so that Sunday, with Chris and Lloyd, etc., we invited some people to to come and DJ, and for like six different shows. And it was early February in 2016 or 17. I don't remember. Three years <laughs> and a, three years ago, three years and a half ago, okay. and uh, and since then, like we started to stream and the the excitement around it was so big because I think we touched something. Like people were like, boom! Obviously, <laughs> we needed that, and yeah, so yeah. we got hit up from all all the sides, and from them we we never start uh, never stopped to stream, and from then we had to put a limit. We're like, okay, so many shows, so many people we want on board. It's a lot of people I wanted on board since the beginning came on board except you and uh <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't know who i was lloyd lloyd probably no, was like I this guy does a show no no i asked <laughs> i asked lloyd to ask you because i yeah. didn't know you personally but anyway and so it went in at the beginning was so overwhelming and we didn't have the coffee shop i didn't know if it was going to work etc etc so we didn't have we had no one and so we started to stream from like 10 a.m to 10 p.m and then from 8 a.m to midnight and that's why i put the limit i was like 10 a.m. Yeah, to midnight, that's all, because I was there all the time. And then a few months later, we managed to get the permit for the coffee, and then that started to pick up, and uh, the weather was better. So, and I think the first season, we realized, actually, it's it works. It works. We're going to survive. Yeah. And, and we it was a tough first year because it was so much, but the, yeah, it worked. And, and so... Just to explain it better now that yeah. so you're open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. There's to everyone midnight. has a has or to, to sorry to midnight and everyone has a two hour show pretty much. Yeah. And uh, there's some regulars and then you exactly. have guests coming in. Whoever comes in yeah. and plays is, is as emailing Pauline or who, you and, <laughs> and uh, asking yeah. for a show or their managers. Uh, are so basically, yeah, it's like to, so we do weekly sh weekly schedule and with like 80 percent of the schedule is regular show like you, you and some people have a weekly or bi-monthly or monthly two hours in general and then we keep uh, a part of the week open so that we can invite people who are passing by New York where the DJ or artist or like whatever we think is interesting mm -hmm. and uh, that's why how we try to keep things interesting and so it, you know at first you just started with the the radio thing and then you you, you know you're like oh, maybe I need more money so you, you started having some some parties and stuff. Oh you started it's not to do for the money. Uh, we did it because oh no. it's for, for fun. Ah, okay. Yeah, still still no. trying still ah trying yeah. to get out there and have a good time. But no, but it's a, but no, it's a, it, it, uh, everything happens quite. Uh, that's also something we I try to explain. Like we don't do stuff to do stuff. Like we there's enough there's enough noise. That's what I was trying to tell you last. Yeah. And there's yeah. too much noise. So if we do something, it's because it happened naturally and we feel it's okay and yeah. we should do it. And so, for example, why did we start to do concert in the church? Mm -hmm. It's because we started to meet those those two those two Franciscan brothers back in next <laughs> to us. We have, a, we have a Roman Catholic church and there's two priests, uh, Franciscan. They look nice. So we started to talk to them and they're super fun and super open-minded. And then we learned that their uh, pipe organ was completely destroyed and they were trying to find a way to raise money to renovate it. It was really expensive, so at first I went with them to Kickstarter to see if we could do a thing with Kickstarter, but it was a bit too complicated. So at the end I was like, I have an idea. <laughs> so I was like, why don't you let us do any concert we want in that church for as long as, it, as we need, and we give you 100% of the proceeds. 
And for us, we're just opening. You know, we're not famous. We're nothing. And so we're like, actually, we have a free concert venue, weird, yeah. where we can do anything we want. Yeah. And so we threw like almost one concert a week for the first eight months. And we helped them a lot, like to raise half of the money necessary to renovate that pipe organ. And now that pipe organ is brand new. It's like as MIDI connection, etc. And it's really fun. <laughs> so that's how it happened. It has a MIDI connection. Yeah, it has. So you can go and you can put, dr you can drone with it. It's crazy. You should, you should no, play I with I it. I don't know how to use MIDI. MIDI. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know. I, I never went in there. I'm. I don't know. I don't know why. I never you went. never came to a one. No, or no. I never. I went to. I went to one one time and I looked in the door for a little while and then I didn't want to pay ten dollars or something. <sighs> I'm pretty cheap. As an as a D, as a resident DJ, I don't think. No, I this was pay. before I was ah. a resident. I don't. It was. I think it was. It was one. I don't remember which. When it was, I uh, some of, I, I have a I don't know I don't go out much, so I have yeah. no excuse really. You have no excuse, that's for sure. But uh, so so you started these party series and uh and then you also started to do the m mobile, mobile like you would go to different cities and but and or yeah again bro broadcast from other places. Yeah. And this is just natural like somebody again. asked you. No, we asked. That's what that was. It came naturally. The first like out like remote thing we did is. Um, Mexican Summer, you know that small label that's mm -hmm. from next street yeah, next two door. Streets over, yeah. yeah, so they have a show on the radio, a monthly show. We get along well with them. We like, I love a couple of their artists, and we discovered that they do that incredible weird festival in Marfa every year okay. with the Marfa Ballroom, and we see the lineup the first year. We're like, well, that seems fun, and I've never been to Marfa, so we're like, hey guys, you don't want to do a radio? Uh, we can come with our cameras. Uh, why don't we do the first year? We you don't have to pay us anything. We ju just pay us the flights and find us a motel there, and we'll do it. And so they actually, they were like, hey, we'll take a chance. Let's try. And yeah. we went three years ago. They trusted us, and we had the, f the time of our life. And now we go every year, and it's super fun. We get along with them super well. It's like it happens super naturally. And uh, so that's the main thing. And then since then, we did we got along well with the people at MOOC Fest and Basilica Soundscape in Hudson. We do like small, small, weird stuff and we love it yeah. because it happens naturally. Then some people, some bigger stuff ask and then we're like, Ugh, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel I'm really cautious about everything. So I think even my colleagues sometimes are like, come on, dude, let's let's do this. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, no. So, so I do. We do. One, we yeah. do with the feeling, and to be honest, each time we listen to our feeling, it goes well. And so that's why, for example, the um, the thing in Times Square that sound weird. Yeah. When you when you hear the pitch, it sounds yeah. super stupid and weird. I felt the same back then. And then I went to see the venue. That so we got invited by Times Square Arts to do something in Times Square. They had an empty room for a while. And so, yeah, but so at the beginning, we were like trying to find a solution and we couldn't find anything smart to do. And then they came to us and they had the opportunity to give us an empty uh, money exchange bureau for a month, the month of December, the most busy in Times Square. Yeah. And when I saw the space, it was perfect for a DJ booth and we just thought it was silly and funny and out of the box and we said yes. And to be honest, I had fun. I hope you had a little bit of fun. Yeah, it was, I, had a, I had one, one yeah, but I, it was fun. Not, it, it was a weird one, yeah. No, I was. I went a couple times. I had another. Uh, yeah, one uh, uh, McLean came after me one time, and he came early, and and ah. uh, and uh, yeah, got freaky. Well, yeah. We'll have to talk about this later. <laughs> You're, you, the lot's going good, and then uh, I mean, you have you you had a rough patch recently. We don't have Oof. to talk about it too much, oh, yeah. but some people are jerks and uh, yeah. were complaining, and and you had a hard time. But somehow, 
I, I, I also thought it was the end again. Even I thought it was the end at the beginning. So, <laughs> so it's you made it through, and and and, and I'm impressed once again. You you, yeah. you 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 powered through it. Some, you know. But but what I learned from this is is that if you don't like a business in New York City, ah, you can you can it. pretty much ah, have yeah, them yeah, shut no, down no, easily. It's crazy. Pro tip: You just call three one one, and you <laughs> if you hate your neighbor's bar, you just call three one one every day for a year. It gets shut down. It's you say you say crazy thing. You say, we have an animus person calling the city and saying that our barista have measles and that they pee inside the container, <laughs> that our toilet are leaking uh, feces on the sidewalk they and stuff like that. And they so have they, oh, measles. Yeah, measles. <laughs> and th- that complaint was locked when the business was shut, was not even open. So, but they have the city has to lock them in. Has to be logged, so we have a huge dossier, quite huge, and there's to send people uh, once in a while to check that we're not crazy people with measles people being everywhere, you know. And it's hell, hell on earth. And that person is trying to kill. It. He's starting again. So uh, it's and, really and funny. just as a side note, I've been you yeah, you've, you've described him to me several times, and I'm a Greenpoint local for whatever, however long. So I've been the, I th- I had thought I had an idea of who it was, and yeah. I've been taking pictures and sending them to you. And we'll get there, but even if when. We're gonna you figure it out. Yeah, we never know. If because it's I, I, and then, like I, I was trying to get. I was getting. You don't even know. Like uh, I, this oh has been like a, a project <laughs> for me. Like we first, we, you thought it was somebody else from from this blog uh, or a, a, cra- a shitty blog. And uh, yeah, that I knew for sure it wasn't so her. It, it wasn't her. I, no. I did a little. You know, I've, no, been, I knew for sure. I've been snooping around, and, and then we thought. It, I thought it was this other guy you described, and then I thought it was this other guy. Yeah. And you you said no to both of them. So I, I still want to find out if you can find out who it is. Then I'll I send I you a picture next time I see him. But I'm going to do the research because yeah. I, I, I know a lot of people that go to that church too. Yeah. I don't think he goes to that church though, does he? He does sometimes. Not, every, not often anymore. Because one, one of the guys that comes into the thing and buys the country music records, his name's Larry. I, I pick out, whenever I see a country record, I pick but it that's out That's not the one. No, no, uh. he's, he's a great guy, but yeah. he goes to that church. Ah, are you? So I think that maybe he, I've seen him go in there. Oh. But he's, I, I don't know what, he, I, I, I haven't, got the the courage to ask him about his religious preferences yet yeah. i still kind of just talk about country music so i i want to once i find out who he is i'm gonna ask that guy because we're pretty friendly he's he, he comes in and, and you know and, and he's nice you know he's like mm. a green point he's like a retired i don't know what he does but he buys country records and, and i'm from texas so i can talk to him a little bit you about it yeah and uh, I'm like, I, I know who these people are you know <laughs> so uh, so i can find out who this guy is or at least you know just get i even if we don't know it just feels it's really just cool weird. to find more out yeah, about this person because it's so frustrating like to why be would somebody yeah, do that you know? like it feels it drives me if i start to think about it it drives me nuts so it drives me nuts i almost want to write a huge you know like a huge poster <laughs> on the road like do you want to talk let's yeah. let's come, sit come, down come. like please i, I want to buy you uh some, some I don't a dinner know. yeah it's it's really really frustrating but be, because he's continuing but boy it's fine we, we but you seem to have made it through so for now for yeah now. i mean with like fines and everything but we're good so uh, um i don't know um so so you you run this place and it's going pretty well and 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 i appreciate it and it, uh, thank you and any other like w- weird plans for it? I know I'm. I don't know. I mean, we don't know what we're doing. You're, you've helped me do this talk yeah. talk video thing quite a bit, and uh, we don't even know What's how it's going to be related <laughs> to the lot yet. But we're going to try to do something. Um, do you have any other plans for other types of content, or have you talked to anybody else about doing any other like weird, uh, or, or rather than just showing up and doing like a, a play records kind of thing? 
Do you have any uh, other ideas or? To be honest, uh, everybody asked that. Like, it's like, okay, what's next with the radio? What's next? What's next? And to be honest, like, for a while it would really stress me because it's in New York. It's always like, okay, what's next? It's no, great, but, but like, what? Whereas I'm like, you know, I think I want to concentrate on continuing to the to do as good as possible, to be as welcoming as possible to new, you know, new young people who are doing new kind of music, etc. They need to feel at home also at the radio. So we try to kind of like make them feel welcome, etc. To keep to keep the, the schedule as interesting and kind of understanding what's happening in the city as much as possible. And on the side, do like quality events, like, you know, like the block party where we have fun, the anniversary, the remote shows with key people, like the, the New York Public Library was fun too, to do like to to go into their um, their collection, St stuff like that. I don't know, to be honest, I, I'm not, we're not going to really revolutionize the, the radio station. But I think it's good to have a period where it's running smoothly. Yeah, well it's never smooth. Like and actually, but that was I was happy when you hit me up about this because I think I, I love this project and I think yeah. you're the right person to do it and it's cool. We'll see. So I'm happy to, I was happy to help a little bit on yeah. this. But I didn't do much, huh? you did everything. No, I, I don't, I, uh, well, I mean, what happened was that I had this idea for a while and, mm -hmm. and then I realized that putting a you know a video stream on YouTube or doing it live or whatever is more difficult than I thought it was. <laughs> I didn't realize there were so many you know, software and yeah. you know cameras and, and and then I started researching it and I was like, "Ugh, I don't know what I'm doing." And then I was like, "Oh wait, this was they got this stuff at the lot." <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm so, glad so I could I'm, help. So I'm going to ask this guy and and hopefully it I don't know. I, I mean, I guess we'll just show it on there somewhere. What we have to talk about it? No, so. we know, we know. We do your your channel is the most important. Talk video or video talk? Talk video. Talk video. Because it's like TV, television. Ah, you yeah, can always remember it. that. Talk way. video and just on the radio. I think we just help with like because we have a bit more follower for now, and we're gonna just release the teaser there and just tell people to go to your channel. So yeah. you build your own channel. But we, you don't want to put it on the on the stream. Ah, yeah, we wanted to do late night thing. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, whenever like because for midnight. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure because. We're gonna do put out all. Uh, is this weird? We talk about this. Is gonna no, be like I mean, I don't post, think they're I think they're not interested. That's <laughs> okay. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but uh, so like we, I mean, there'll be I, at this point. It seems like there's gonna be ten or twelve already at once. So I don't know. I, I mean, you could do like a marathon or something. Ah, you wanna do that? I don't know. I no, I don't know. I, I I'm just these are ideas uh, that are coming out. Been I don't know. Who knows? Think. We have to we have to think about. We have it. to think, but when you sh watch it, I hope it's not going to be the first episode. And no, it's so not. It. You're it's gonna, I'm going to do. I'm going to do them. In, I'm going to do them in order. But or I'm going to put them. I think I'm. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, if we're going to stream them from you, then you can't put them all out at the same time. They have to be in some order. But if I publish them on YouTube, I might put them all out at the same. I don't really know. Ah, so I, I mean, there's a once a week for a while. I really don't know. Uh, we'll I, I, we'll figure out by by then by episode. I don't know, like ten. I hope we figured out. But I think this was another thing that I learned from you, or not not really that I learned from you, but it was like confirmed, is that, you know, we discussed this and, and we had we came to the same problem, like where there's too many options. And you just, you said this one thing, well, let's just make it. Yeah, it was just and that was that was a good, some, I've, I've heard that several times along, you know, with my music career, I've heard, uh, you know, you like have all these ideas about yeah. what you want to do. You just just make it, yeah, just you know, and then you figure out once it's made, then then the idea will come to you. True. So I don't. I mean, now I'm get, we're getting in the <laughs> second <laughs> bottle of wine. Here. 
Thanks, thanks a lot to our uh, new sponsor, yeah, Louis Louis Dresner Wine. Louis Dresner Wine. We should get a sponsorship. No, we don't. Uh, I tried. I, I free, like a we got a, So far, we've gotten a, 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 a focus right. Focus right sound card has, has. Did you figure it out now? Because it was a bit. Complex. Yeah, yeah. We got the 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 monitoring is now in real time, but True. there's a lag with the video. No, but that's the software creates a lag to synchronize everything. So so we're we're good with the every yeah. the, the focus right thanks to focus right they gave us me a free sound card and then we got these uh Mevo Mevo uh, uh cameras. So true story, it's like the Mevo we started Livestream is a company from Brooklyn and they gave us those Mevo at six months when we opened and so those have been working like they've been on for like two years nonstop and they work great still. And uh, they they work yeah, I mean I mean that that's the thing you think is like you know podcasting is it's pretty or is, are we podcasting i don't video it's streaming video on the in internet is pretty new yeah like as it really is it's not that old like it's like two years like those all those video podcasts are like two three years i don't know the i don't know you, you no, i mean because it doesn't it didn't work right before you would have like a hard time and the stream would drop out yeah. and it would just be crappy so i mean that's the thing is like now that we are doing it all the time, we think that like, oh, it's just easy. It's a given. I don't know. Yeah. But then I you try to do it, and you're like, oh, geez, this is hard. I got to What software are they uh, using? But that's one thing. Uh, to be honest, if I can say a little note, we I'm s we are so lucky to arrive with the lot radio at this moment in time because, to be honest, the technical side of the radio was the easiest and was the most funny. It was like, YouTube was free to live stream. Live stream is Massimino's free. Yeah. Like it, it was super easy. And like OBS is a really powerful program that you can, it's free and it's super powerful. So that's kind of exci exciting times. And I always say that like, and since then we've seen so many radio stations open. It's so cool. Even in, in New York, there's more opening. It's incredibly cool. The only thing is that I like to repeat also is like, yeah, the, the broadcasting part of it is super easy. You click and you, you can stream HD anywhere in the world. But like, I think the core of our work, us, Pauline and I, is to maintain the station, the radio station part of it. The station, the station is the important, it's like the container with the gear that everything runs, that the archive is done on time, that yeah. it's properly tagged. And those, this is the tedious and part that people can tend to forget. Yeah, I mean, because this is not just, you know, that it seems like, okay, yeah, these people are having fun playing music. Yeah. But there's also, you know, there's you're archiving, you know, a, a two-hour show, it's 10 a day or however many a day, yeah. six or eight a day. Uh, that's a lot of files. So you're hosting them on these websites and, you know. The and I have a specific workflow with like some, some automation on Mac OS X because we are having both on SoundCloud and Mixcloud, a few on YouTube. But then how do you do with all those files? You, we don't have hard drive because it's yeah. terabyte of, of, of every, video. Every terabyte. day. Yeah. <laughs> so we upload them on some cloud, weird <laughs> stuff. And, and, with, and actually, yeah. So it's, 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 it's just a... a I just want people to appreciate that it's 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 pretty complicated. But it's super fun. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. Do do we do we uh, do we miss anything? I think I I don't know. We're coming to a. a yes. We went. If we drink anymore, we're gonna. An hour for the six. I'm gonna start. It's too long, man. No, no, no. We had uh, I had other longer ones. So yeah. Far. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been the I think it's the sweet spot. About <laughs> two hours. <laughs> It's probably good. Thank I don't know. Thank you for listening up to one hour. But, but don't you, I mean, you don't ever watch, you, you don't watch this No, stuff. I don't have time anymore to listen. Back in, but before the video, I listen to music all the time. When you're 42, you'll have time. Yeah, when I stop. <laughs> I'll check all your, your episodes at 42. No, okay. But I mean, did we miss anything that, that you wanted yeah, to talk about? or one second. Uh, no, there's one, it's super tacky. Like, it's a bit cheesy to say that, but I, 
I'm really extremely thankful that because that, okay, there's that platform, but it makes it allows me to see so many incredible, talented, and truthful. Because that was the core of the thing. That's one thing I wanted to explain. That thing, the core, the cornerstone of it is the love of music and people around it who have the same love of music. Wherever I lived in my life, any city, etc., I would find the same people who have a completely irrational love of music. It's everything. Their life is music. It doesn't make any sense. It's not going anywhere. The music will always be there. And I wanted to create that place in New York where, where it's, it shouldn't happen. Like everything is not sacred. Everything is business. Mm. So I wanted to create a little line of sacredness like that for those people. So they feel welcome there and they understand. And I see them and they're there. And it makes it it makes my it, it makes me feel great. Yeah, but but somehow I mean the the one thing that I notice is you know whenever you have a guest, pretty much you're always there. You know you, you know if you have someone come from out of town, if there's especially if it's their first time, yeah, yeah I try you to generally be. come by and and say you know and that's impressive. And the other thing that I noticed that that uh, I appreciate is that uh, every time I go to the studio, there's an improvement. You're not like stopping, you know, like if it's even if there's nothing to do that day, you're going to be no. out there like picking up the cigarette. I butts, like you notice. You know, well, but yeah, because it's the minimum you can do. It's like you're yeah. taking your time, you're taking two hours of your time to share the thing, etc. I would never be feel comfortable welcoming you in a, like in a where a CDJ is not working properly. Et I feel so bad when that happens. I'm like, okay, shit, I need to go. The cable is not right. I know it. The, the, the camera is not okay. So I, yeah. And I live next door. I'm lucky. So I just come and I make sure that everybody's happy. It's a, I don't know. It's like... It's a it seems to gift counter gift. Like you, you, you guys are giving time and knowledge. I'm giving my expertise to make yeah. things smooth. Yeah. That's it. Well, thank you very much for um, for the platform. <laughs> anybody, anybody that doesn't know, visit thelotradio.com, and uh, hopefully it sticks, and by, sticks around for a while. And uh, we don't know, uh, we don't know yeah. what's going to happen, but more stuff will happen. So, so stay tuned. And, and uh, thanks very much for uh, helping with everything. And, and uh, thanks for coming by. I hope it was okay. Thank you. I hope it was okay. Thank you. <laughs> there might be a few boring parts, but it's okay. <laughs> Intro was long, man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just skim through. Like, skim through. Uh, whatever. We'll have like highlights. 